Rocha! MC, me, Jehovah, hey little soldier, you ain't ready for war, ROC too strong for y'all, it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight, pin to a test, chest in the line of fire with your thin best, bringing them boys to men, them boys go in, this is grown man B.I., get you rolled in the triage, your reach ain't long enough, Dunny, your peeps ain't strong enough. Rockefeller is the army, better get the navy. Kidnap your baby, spit at your lady. We bring knife to fist fight, kill your drama. We kill you motherfucking ants with a sledgehammer. Don't let me do it to your dunny, cause I overdo it. So you won't confuse it with just rap music. ROC, we running this rap. M Easy, we running this rap. The Broad Street Bully, we running this rap. Get zipped up in plastic when it happens, that day. Freak, wait, we running this rap. Owen Sparks, we running this rap. Chris and Nick, we running this rap. Yeah. Check, check. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Finally. It feels out so damn time. Oh, you got a song already? Uh, this is Messiah. Yeah. Welcome to B-Shot Radio, at B-Shot Radio on Twitter. Word. This is JB, a.k.a. Dirty Moses. And it is, I'm, I'm in a happy place right now. Yeah, happy? Maybe, maybe it's because I was drinking. Shout out to Albany Distilling Company. Hey, what up? You've been drinking. You've been I've drinking. been drinking. That's like, that's your fourth, that's like your fourth glass going in already. We just started. Yeah. That's impressive. That's impressive. Who else we got with us tonight? Hey, DJ Nate the Great. Hey. Hello, 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 hello. And we have a very special guest that uh, used to work with us sometimes. Who, who is this? Who is I don't this? even remember you guys, man. <laughs> where, where am I? This feels weird. Lo-fi it probably does house. feel weird because you now you now into bending spoons and forks and stuff. It feels great. You like an alchemist uh-huh. melding metals together and everything. I, like I, Lo-fi I, Lobo back with us. That's right. It feels feels very good to be back. I was We were almost here. There's a, we did the, 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 uh, the podcast episode of that happened because we were I was here like in spirit the oh, okay. the, the speaking of this is the smell issue this is the smell episode the smell of me might have been here in the room <laughs> when you guys recorded it oh that's yeah. what that was <laughs> but we were here but I had I had to cut out before that one no but uh, yeah we um we were that was what was it two, last Wednesday or last something Wednesday, yeah, it was yeah the nitty gritty we stole the show thing and yep. we had a Tuesday and we were trying to do it and it was a lot of but it was yeah like we said it was a lot going on last it was week. A, yeah it was a lot happening and we're uh, we're actually gonna talk uh, about a lot of that but uh but yeah we actually we might as well start there. The last Tuesday was a nitty gritty slam, and we saw the show came up and had a performance. And uh, we were our original plan was to record the podcast like a, just a podcast only version right before the nitty gritty slam, but it just didn't work out. But we did end up recording that episode, and uh, that'll be out shortly, just like a little podcast ex- exclusive featuring uh, Reese and, and Fee. Uh, but yo, that show who, who was at the show? I know not me. I was there. JB, yeah, Jay was, was there. I was True there. Was there. True was there. True setting up right now. He's just got some some snacks. He got pizza. Um, hey. He, he got pizza. He got pizza. <laughs> uh, but 
Yeah, they they love the show. You know, they um <laughs> they came all the way up from uh, Buffalo, and they you know every time they come out here, they're just they usually uh, comment about just the love they get. Like they they feel like the home team, even though they're you yeah, know they're so yeah. far from home, which which is a dope feeling. And we I feel like we get the same vibe when we go out. You know, when we go out th- oh, there yeah. too. Yeah, we get mad love out of state. Yeah, yeah. especially well, especially in, yeah in, in Buffalo. West, yeah. yeah, we we get mad love. Yep, that's what's up. Stop um, lying. But yo, they're stop, 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 like lying. Bram, 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 bram. But their performance was really unique. Uh, it's always unique, but this time I thought it was even more unique because they're incorporating uh, some different aspects into their set. So they had that. They started with the video um, to uh, to kill. What was it? To kill a butterfly? To love? Oh, to free to, to, to free a butterfly. to free a butterfly. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a docu- like a mini documentary that they did about an incident in Cleveland where there was some like uh, police uh, resistance to uh, police uh, unrest and police violence in Cleveland and uh, you can actually see that on YouTube uh, I didn't realize they, they put yeah, it up they there put so. it up. Yep. yeah so if you get yeah, a, a lot of social commentary with this new release and everything yep. that they're doing and you know it's amazing how it's like the growth happened so exponentially quick and it's yeah, like yeah. I wasn't expecting it oh, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying well, but, yeah. I'm, but I'm happy because it's what we're talking about is what's going on in, in the world right now yep. and you know, we we need more than just us as 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 beat shot here in Albany talking about it. We need other people. Talking yeah, it's about a, it's it. a it's a good uh, kind of. You can see how it's, it's spread. You know, all across the country, like people have kind of uh, seems like they've leveled up their level of consciousness as it comes to these issues, and it's right. just on the forefront. At least of the people who are most affected by it, it's always on the forefront. But uh, it's cool to see that you know uh, influence it and uh, interact with the music in different art forms. Uh, so we were going to talk. Actually, they talked about that more on the podcast uh, that we mentioned earlier that that they did specifically about uh, how that change kind of came about because you. Definitely Definitely can hear it in their music, um, but to free a butterfly is on YouTube. Go check that out if you want a, uh, a taste of it. Uh, they also have, I think it's called the Green Project. Uh, they just put out a new EP uh, too, and they performed some joints off that as well. And then they did a skit. Yeah, at the end, yeah, the skit yeah. was crazy. Yeah, do you, uh, do you want to talk about that or just like I don't know? Just I thought the whole show was dope. The way it just it kind of just it had these three different elements of it. We, uh, this is True Master. Hi everybody, hey, True. Hey, and true. Um, we. When Amani reached out to me and told me, well, she actually, yeah, she was just like, yeah, we got, we stole a show coming to do Nitty Gritty. I was like, oh, so I actually hit up Fee and I talked about how um, I think the show should get laid out, given my experience with Nitty Gritty, um, because they haven't really had performers there that did stuff with music. So I said, all right, why don't you guys do this? Do two acapellas and then two do two joints with with music. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, they'll start the thing off with the video. So that's pretty much how it went. They showed the video. We started off with an acapella piece, did a track, would it be another acapella, did another joint. And then um, I guess Amani and Jay introduced this concept of impromptu, and they had subjects, and um, we it's called freestyling. Sh- yeah. <laughs> well, th- there's that. There wasn't. Li- there was a Improv lot of impromptu. Well, it wasn't rhyming. We're though. going to impromptu. Excuse me. Right now. Excuse me. Excuse me. You, you don't have the stage right now. All oh, right. Sorry, slow down. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, more whiskey for me. So, so basically, they took the idea of uh, a skit, which was office. You know, being in 
an office and they did this crazy skit about him applying for a job and it was yeah I thought that was like a pre-rehearsed thing and they had it they, yep. yeah then Me they too. mentioned that Amani had like a list of different criteria or different uh, uh, scenarios and they were like we'll do the job interview and then he just made the whole thing up so I thought that was like a skit they had worked on you know and it was a thing they were supposed to do and it, it was just really you know their chemistry is so amazing so they sat down and it was it just, it just felt like right. uh, that was you know it was just so Rehearsed, natural you know? but it was yeah. natural it, it was good. came natural yeah. to them it was dope man. yeah it was funny it was insightful it was it was like there was like social commentary in it too so uh, yeah you shout out to We Stole the Show um, every time those guys come up it's uh, it's it's entertaining and different each time and uh, then their name is fitting because they really do steal the show they have a tendency to do that I've, se- I've seen them steal a few shows definitely um, but not, anyway two important stuff uh, whose pee smells like asparagus like when they pee and eat asparagus and then pee uh, sometimes every time yeah. I eat asparagus like 27 and a half minutes later I, I pee asparagus okay it smells pretty like specific yeah Yo, there's my, pizza my, here by the way guys is it asparagus pizza <laughs> <laughs> no asparagus pizza <laughs> I, have, I have an issue with coffee like when I drink coffee, oh yeah that yeah, makes my piss felt but not but not asparagus really or um, oh, yeah sometimes asparagus but not always sometimes not always. I feel like I don't eat asparagus yeah. enough <laughs> oh really yeah, yeah I do so I far eat, farm needs to step asparagus. it up it's one of my son's favorite Yo. things to eat like he loves like broccoli and he loves asparagus uh-huh. and like yes and he's affected we're all affected you're all at affected least, at least in the household like with the with the funk with the uh-huh. asparagus. asparagus it's bad with like with the you know how it fills the diaper and how it feel like that's gonna be like one that, where alkaline where it's like, little like, kid yo there's a turd in there and it's yeah. like no it's just asparagus it's just asparagus yeah I was surprised you know I was reading about this today and, 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 and the stat is like something like 25% of people are affected by this like change in their uh, urine smell and for I always assumed it was 100% of people because I don't really know anyone who's, who's not impacted by this um, but yeah, it's it was just uh it was interesting. That is to hear surprisingly that. low. Yeah, that's low, right? I don't know. So if so if you're out there, you're listening. Hit us up at Beach Eye Radio. Um, send us a picture of your urine sample and uh, let us know <laughs> what, it, what it smells like. Make sure you're not positive. There's too. always that bit in uh, you know in Austin Powers where the dude's like peeing in a fountain and it's like a really oh, long yeah. extended piss and uh, like there's like a platter of asparagus and a dude like takes a bite of it and then you see the guards like. <laughs> It's like such a dumb joke And a yeah. really dumb joke If only 25% if only of people 25%, got that They're like yeah. Oh I guess that's It's gotta crazy. be more yeah, Other people yeah. are lying They're just Definitely. lying That's Long what that's uh, The reason this, this smell topic Kind of came up Is I stumbled across This this uh, plant On uh, on the interwebs And uh, I figured it'd be Tonight's don't, don't Google that Now it's not super Gross looking really But just reading about What the plant does Is kind of weird um, The the scientific name Is Amor Or Morphophallus Titanum But if you just Google Corpse flower It'll come up And it's this enormous flower um, And it's got the word phallus in it And you'll see why When you look at the flower Because it's oh, got yeah. this Like giant uh, Piston stamen I don't know I, I failed uh, second grade I'm biology. more phallus titanum Yeah, yeah. I got it right yeah. now I'm, I'm pulling it up so Oh it, shit Yeah, And it's called the corpse flower Because it smells like Rotting flesh uh, and it and it takes a long time to grow. It takes like six months. Uh, it'll just grow for six months before it uh, it reaches its like pinnacle, which is like Yo, a, a really huge, long time. It's, a more, it's enormous. Yeah, it's like five five feet tall. It's taller than you, JB. Thanks. Um, so perfect. Uh, and it's and it smells like everything is. And it smells like rotting flesh. And here's the thing: it's like it's such a beautiful flower. Looking at it now, and it's like wow, it's like gorgeous. It's yeah, like, and, and the green. You don't see there's no person next to it, but like people, you know, come up to like here on it. You know, it's right. like it's a big ass flower. So um, people are kind of torn because. It's such a beautiful flower, and it really adds the scenery. And but it smells like rotting flesh. And the reason apparently it does this is because it attracts animals to it. Animals think it's something that's dead that they can eat, and then they go and like they fuck with it, and they spread the seeds around. So sense. it just attracts animals. Oh. The, the, 
that the animals get there and they're like, this must be meat. And they're like, what is this? It's just vegetables. It's like, you know, when I go to a vegan person's house, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> just vegetables. <laughs> and I just toss my plate around and, and that's how it spreads the um, spreads the seeds. So right. it's kind of just a, a way for it to, to propagate and to uh, continue growing. Well, you never uh, smell those trees. They have trees in Albany that smell like crap. You the semen trees. Those? So those they got people in Albany that smell like crap. <laughs> 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 tweet, tweet us people in Albany that smell like crap. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Those, those like uh, white uh, the, the yeah, trees yeah. that bloom around springtime yep. and they smell, They to me, they smell distinctly like semen and if you yeah. Google like... Really? Actually, it is Google a semen this, tree. Yeah, it's a it semen is, yeah. tree. People call it that. If you Google yeah. this, you'll see, like, it'll come up and people will be like, why does my neighborhood smell like semen for two weeks of the year? <laughs> but it's the, the, these same trees and we have them all throughout Albany. I'm going to have to take a better smell of my semen. Yeah, may, or maybe your semen smells like asparagus so that's throwing it off. <laughs> that could be, <laughs> that could be yeah. you're messing it up. Too much um, asparagus. Well, you know, Albany had an issue recently too. Um, There's another reason that I thought this would be a cool episode uh, is that Albany's just been smelling like shit lately. Yes. <laughs> yeah, last week yes. it was crazy. It really did. Let's it really talk did. about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> no, do you know? Because I, I saw I a few think different... what happened was shit hit the fan. Shit the Next fan. person. Hashtag dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so we're not exaggerating. A lot of, There were a lot of complaints made to the yeah. um, the uh, sure. sanitation department, everything like the city smelled like feces yep. uh, at several er- you know areas throughout, especially in the morning. And, um, and they, it wasn't just one day. It was, yeah, it was like several, yeah. multiple days. Yeah, and, and some people gave uh, said that there were just like various uh, uh, what's that called like when you like landscaping stuff happening where right. they were just That's spreading what, that was a ridiculous amount of mulch more than yeah. usual and they said we had this weird low pressure system so that air was just staying like low to the ground and not blowing out <laughs> mm. so and normally like a summer breeze or spring breeze would push it away but instead it was just hovering over the city for like three days <laughs> so people were just walking out of their house in the morning just smelled like shit everywhere yeah it was nasty actually we were I was packing the car getting ready to get on a road trip to Myrtle Beach uh-huh. and it smelled like crap I'm looking on the bottom of my shoe I'm looking all over the place I'm like what the hell is that and I was just like happy we were getting out of there <laughs> keep the windows up yeah it was bad I mean I, I, I didn't have that in my neighborhood but I drove through like yeah. Washington Ave and I was like oh that's what they were talking about because yeah. when I first heard it I thought it was the semen tree thing <laughs> but it was just shit it was, uh, it was crazy and a, a similar story possibly related I was talking to this guy who basically um, spreads manure for a living nice um, out in Del Mar and whatever and the neighbors at certain when, when they would go out and spread the manure or, or the or the uh, fertilizer, whatever they were spreading, mm-hmm. people would complain. Like Shit. the whole neighborhood would complain about the smell. So it could very well have been fertilizer or manure or whatever. You oh, know, uh, could have been. Uh, this guy that spreads manure or whatever. Uh, I was reading today about smells, and apparently, if you subject yourself to a smell consistently, you lose the sensitivity to that smell. Oh yeah. So he probably has a tolerance to it where it doesn't even probably. doesn't bother him. And it's, not, and it's not just related to Oh I've gotten used to the smell It's like your brain is just like Okay you smell this enough It's not right. poison It's not, not dangerous you, yeah. Deleted You don't need it anymore Like you, mm. So you really will just Not smell it So he, I, I guarantee He's got some of that going on <laughs> Probably um, That's amazing If you lose your sense of smell we This was a trivia question We had a few weeks back uh, But it's called Anosmia And it, it can be like Temporary or permanent So uh, like if you just have A really bad cold And you're con- congested yeah. That counts yeah. So, Oh really Yeah so if you're like Calling into work and you want to list on other diseases you have or something, you want to make it sound worse, add that on if you just have a cold. <laughs> Anosmia and just lack of sense of smell. Can you get a weed card with that? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but other ways, you can, uh, you can have uh, 
uh, interestingly enough, uh, brain tumors can do this too. If they're in the right part of your brain, you can lose your sense of smell. Oh, and also chemotherapy can cause you to lose your sense of smell. Broken so, noses. Yeah, broken. Yep, broken noses. Do it. Septums. Mm-hmm. Has anyone lost aside from the cold thing? Does anyone feel like they've lost their sense of smell? Definitely. You, oh, you ha- yeah, because you have all you, all the nasal things going on. Um, is it it's temporary, like intermittent type stuff, and it comes back, or what's up? Or do you do you feel like you have a weak sense of smell? No, I had to I had to clear my nose out like all the time because my septum was so jacked up. Oh, okay. So I would have to take like either medicine or do like a nasal rinse so I could smell and taste again. Oh, wow. Oh, so it affected your taste too. Absolutely. Yeah, they're yeah. so yeah, so closely related. What were we saying earlier? There's only Yeah, like, we were talking There's only like five things you can taste. Like right. Sweet, salty, bitter, you know, there's a few. Sour, yeah, there's like you, pizza with extra sauce. Yeah, right now. <laughs> well, you, but yeah, your nose is like picking up all those like nuanced flavors and, right. uh, and you can smell like that thousands and thousands of flavors that your palate really can't pick up. Um, so sense of smell is like, it's the, one of the earliest senses that kicks in even when you're born. It's like, you know, your eyes don't open. You're not always hearing right away because your ears are plugged up with stuff, but you're, you smell almost immediately. Oh, um, And, uh, yeah. It has something to do with breathing, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. That could be, that could be why, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, just a few other uh, cool things that I stumbled across. I didn't know um, that people lose their sense of smell or all their senses essentially as you get older like your senses tend to deteriorate um, but they found a correlation between race and loss of smell and um, now obviously these subjects are, are these uh, these studies are always subject to, to scrutiny and criticism but in 2013 the Journal for Geroontology uh, Medical Sciences uh, they did a survey of 3,000 people and found that older white people had better sense of smell than older people of color regardless like they just Caucasian people um had much better sense of smell into their old age um, and they had never really done this study with race before they'd done it with gender golfing is that what does yes. all that fresh air <laughs> yes. that's what it is wow you know, white people are born they live places with fresh air <laughs> yeah. no smog it has yeah. something to do with just having your head held in a position where your nose <laughs> their nose is <laughs> in such a way that it enables the passage you can't smell, smell what I'm smelling because my head is higher <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it yeah, yeah that's definitely it Thank so you. that old saying when, when oh you walking around with your Nose in the air. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's I'm rooted. going. I'm going to do some impromptu. <laughs> I'm doing some impromptu <laughs> later. It's rooted in science. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's rooted in I'm science. I'm curious as to like what are things that you guys use. Uh, like I'm an incense guy. Like to me, like to match smells and to somebody that had like you know the baby and diapers and that and that you know while I'm waiting for my brain to you know realize that the shit smells not going to kill me and it still smells like shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like to open a window, light some incense. Uh, my wife likes to do the uh, you know the glad the plug in you know scent things and I'm really against those because I feel like it's just like unleashing chemicals into the air yeah uh, it's also you, falsifying your senses that too I don't I don't like it I, I'm like way against those things I don't like uh, you know what are you guys into like, you like candles you like what's the which is the preferred I do incense what, for the house like yeah, in the yeah, house yeah just yeah in general in the car no. or whatever oh yeah no I don't give a shit I just like, yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't care. He's just like, breathe it in. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I, I, I just like when I, I don't go out of my way to like air freshen my house. I just try to like clean up things that smell bad. <laughs> That's my strategy. That works. That works. It's like my house smells bad. I'll do laundry. You know, I just flush. You know, if, if, I'll flush. <laughs> if more people approach life with that type of thinking and strategy, this would be a way better world. You think so? It would. Yes. It would. It's world. the difference between solving a problem and putting a band aid. Over a problem, you masking right? it up. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't go around uh, as JV. I like my sage. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Listen, <laughs> there's kids in the household that I live in. 
So sometimes I freeze them in their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I buy Axe spray just to spray the household because mm-hmm. it actually works, man. It takes it takes away a lot of odors. Mm-hmm. So I use that, and I use that. I like it. Covers, like it. not takes away. Mm-hmm. Masks, right? It masks. <laughs> masks. It. Um, I read right. I read a fact on uh, TED. You know, like the TED talks about yes. smell. They said up until the age of four, any smell, no matter how gross to adults, is only interesting to children. Like it doesn't evo- uh, eviscerate or not eviscerate, it evoke Evoked. that uh, like disgust that mm-hmm. that adults, oh. the adults have. So this is something else I'd really like people to try if you have a baby around you right now. Just um, <laughs> like I, I'm curious because I can't remember doing this, but like when do kids like really kick in that when we teach them that yeah. it teach smells right? bad? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. we smell. When you sm- walk around and you're like, ew, you stink, you yeah, doodled in yeah, your pamper. Yeah. Yeah. Then a kid is like, oh shit, I shit. So we should be able to fix that with the with the baby. So you, ha- Jody's got a baby coming out, right? <laughs> so coming out, every- <laughs> dropping soon. Yeah, boy. So every a new so what we need <laughs> every, every time every time the baby shits, be like, oh, that smells great, and see if you can give this kid a lifelong psychological condition. Mm. You know what's funny thing about that is, it's like is, when is, you is, have is, a baby, is, is uh, DJ True Master hosting the baby shower, shower and everything? Is he hosting it? I, I'm just picturing in my head now like a baby with the true face like like Keenan in the movie is like <laughs> it's, a, it's crazy it's like when you have a baby your first especially those first couple of like baby shits actually don't smell like they smell really sweet because they haven't had garlic yeah, yet breast, breast milk is kind of like sweet and I think like those first couple like I was really surprised like wow yeah. this doesn't smell like how I thought it was going to smell it smells uh, another funny thing just with the Jamie's still making baby shit <laughs> the job never ends Jamie took a baby oh. shit on the way over <laughs> I took a baby shit and juice a little while ago <laughs> it don't stink in here, right? It don't stink. So, see? That's what I'm talking about. There was a situation where uh, in, situation. in my wife's car, she's, hey. got, she's got a CD. You know, she likes to listen to the CD till it's, like, played out. So, she's got the CD in her car, and uh, she's got it on repeat again, and I forget what song it was, but she's driving, and there was a skunk that got hit in the road or in the, in the road somewhere. There was the shit, you know, skunky smell. And my son, uh, <laughs> you know, he... Put the two and two together that the song that was playing brought on the skunk smell. So now whenever the oh, song comes no on, freaking way. he's like, it's really upset. The song and smells like, horrible. And he's like, the skunk. And he like talks about the skunk. And like the smell of that is brought on by whatever track was on. And I just, I don't know. <laughs> it was like uh, an association that he made that I, like when you think about like learn things, it's like I could never not, like other than we just keep playing it. But he's like, it, he looks for the skunk now when the song comes on. Like, <laughs> that's dope. Yo, I, don't, that's let me have, don't let me have a kid. I'm going to do all this. Pavlovian shit just right. to see uh-huh. what happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like every time the doorbell rings, they just like run and turn off the lights or something. Like just just to see what you could get them to do. Yeah, uh, but the, I you definitely want mad to psychological yeah. experiment. Why not? Oh, just to, I mean, why you have a kid to fuck with? Why not see what you can get? Them to do? And if, if the worst thing you do is teach it that shit smells great, I mean that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Father of the year, straight again. Yeah. That's good. I'm right so, there. The line where then you start giving your kid chocolate, and then you have to oh, really yeah, yeah. and then it's, then it's like okay, this is chocolate and this. This is not chocolate. You know what I mean, it's just something different. So there's like that's yeah. You don't want to picking up the like just turds in the pool. Especially like, yeah. Oh. You know when you live in a neighborhood with dogs, that could be like you know every day is Christmas. So you know, you Lord. Uh, in addition to the race study, there have been several studies uh, that have demonstrated that women have a better sense of smell than men. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, it's even based on uh, different hormonal uh, changes too. So they 
say that women who are ovulating can smell like a whole array of um, scents that that they can't when they're not, and that men often cannot smell. Um, and this has been duplicated like several times. Uh, but I know I know there's always some you know there's criticism because it's not like every woman. It's not like to say every woman has a better sense of smell, but uh, generally speaking, they can uh, they seem to be able to smell a lot of things that that men can't smell. So I thought that was cool too. I didn't know that. I wonder yeah. what I'm missing out on. I've definitely I've definitely heard that before. I've definitely heard that before. Like I'll be at home right, and I'll like let, let a little sneak out or something, and I, I won't be able to smell it. But I'm always thinking, hmm, I bet you Corey can smell it. Oh, geez, I'm so embarrassed. Well, well, maybe- <laughs> she knows, but she not knows. really. But maybe not. But she might know. But I, but she wouldn't tell me no, if she if did. Everyone knows. Like the cat heard it. She smelled it. You're the, you're the only one who's not yeah. aware. <laughs> the bird flew away. <laughs> the refrigerator door opened. <laughs> What, what, what's made me question that is I, I can't differentiate smells like different perfumes. Like I just can't do it well. So uh, a lot of times, you know, Kleana or, or somebody will spray perfume or something and ask me for whatever reason my opinion on it. I'm just like, yo, I don't. These all smell the same to me. I really don't. I just don't. I'm not there with you. So I, I'm always curious if that's why sometimes that that sensitivity to the different perfumes and lilac, lavender, all that shit is the same to me. So I'm, I'm curious if that plays into it at all. I'm sure it does. I've always been interested in like the you know as, as somebody that's into beer and in beer service, like the Cicerone training, which yeah. they refer to as like kind of this master level uh, beer class, and it's kind of similar with uh, what they call with wine. It's like the uh, Somal- Somalia, Somalia, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it's, it's like. Called, yeah, where when you're talking about these taste things, and if and if a lot, if there's only like five tastes that we're talking about, like we're talking right, about, right. a lot of that other stuff is from the nose and, and is you know in there uh, olfactory. Then I, I feel like it's it's really wild where they do like they'll blindfold you, uh, give you all these kind of off. Impotent, uh, on purpose, like all flavors, and you have to be able to like find. This is not what this beer is supposed to taste. Uh, like. This is not what this supposed to taste. Oh like. shit! Based on just kind of knowing this smell is off. This one yeah. real like small insignificant flavor is off, uh, and being able to kind of like tune that uh, or have it like fine tuned. Where I feel like a lot of people in this room, uh, we might not be as tuned to with the noses, but our ears. Yeah. Obviously, our ears are way more oh. finely tuned oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. uh, are more on a kind of superhuman level than than the next average you know person. Where you know somebody that's working. In the kitchen, or somebody that's uh, more focused yeah. on maybe somebody that is you know behind a desk that does the perfume thing, uh, or somebody that's more involved with that probably has like a better sense of like being able to pick out these distinct uh, smells, better you know good or bad. Do you think that's like a, um, an, an ability or disability to not be able to differentiate these smells and, and sounds? Because in some <laughs> respects, I would think that if you're not smelling this stuff or not you know hearing little imperfections or hearing stuff that's too loud or free, that to me that almost seems like a good thing. But depends how you. For somebody like True that I know has really picky taste, I, I feel like it's an advantage if you can go to you go to eat at anybody's spot if you know that hey you know what today my nails is a little off I'm not going to take yeah nothing. right isn't I that can a go su- here and I can eat that's anything. a superpower I'm not going to offend anybody I don't need my specialty menu over here I'm just going to just going to chew it and then I'll go home and, and yeah, we'll cry yeah. about it you know to me that sounds like an ability like an advantage in the moment what are you uh, eating uh, pizza rolls or filet mignon I don't really know it's fine though it tastes great <laughs> and I'm full I'm full don't Yo, worry about it I'm full that's where I'm at. I'm the, and uh, people make fun of me this for this all the time. I'm not a picky eater, and even even when it comes to music, like I don't have the same like uh, hearing abilities that a lot of you guys have, especially some of the producers. And uh, Mitch is always getting on me for this because he'll like intentionally throw the snare off or something, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so, yeah, it's fine, it's great. Or he'll take out a complete <laughs> instrument in the beat, and I'll be like, what? And he's, <laughs> you don't notice that the, that whole the horn section is gone. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like I don't know. I'm not. I'm more focused on the words. But. So you got my part recorded though, right? All right, cool. Yeah, yeah that's all. That's all I'm worried about. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, I don't know any any other smell stories you want to throw out. This is my quick? favorite favorite Richard Pryor joke was the joint where he's talking about going to Africa mm-hmm. and he's in the cab with the with the African cab driver and uh, the cab driver has got his head out the window because Pryor's got on so much cologne and he smells like shit. The cab driver thinks he smells like shit and Pryor's got his head out the window because the dude's got this natural like African smell and he thinks he <laughs> smells like shit. I just I love that joke. Yes, he got a, he said this motherfucker got a oh he said he had an old deer. Shout out to Samson. Love that shit. <laughs> Shout out to Samson. You people are like, why are you saying that? Because he yeah. doesn't wear deodorant. Oh, really? And he has this natural smell. He doesn't wear deodorant on purpose. Yeah. Oh, okay. But the fucking women love that shit. Yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, I've never had a, like a girl that was into me not comment on the smell aspect. That doesn't mean most people think I smell good. But like some, you know, they'll be like, "Oh, I like that smell soap more than Axe body spray." And then other right. other uh, people seem to be like, "Oh, I, I prefer cologne and all this other stuff." You know, so yeah, that definitely plays a huge role in, it att- in attraction. It does because I, I've smelled like you know, if you you could be into someone and then smell the wrong thing, like whether it's the wrong fragrance of uh, perfume, for instance. I, I, I associate perfume with prison visits because I remember being a little kid. My mother would put on perfume and we go to visit my you know my father in prison, right? right. So I don't like perfume to this day because uh. of that. I also don't like uh, marble lights, but Newports don't bother me. Like stupid shit like that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that definitely plays a huge role in it. So right. if someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, you know, I like that you're just rocking whatever Dove soap. Just just keep it that. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't switch it up. But these are, <laughs> I mean, but these are things that you know attracted other animals to other animals. Yeah. Right. You know, pheromones right. and hormones right. and things of that nature. And in fact, some of the early colognes and perfumes would have those things placed into them. Oh, to emulate to, them? Yeah, to attract females if it was a, f- a male cologne and vice versa. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, that I didn't realize. Um, I, I, I did. squirrel on my neck. Smells so manly, right? You can smell other things too, aside from, uh, you can smell emotions. So uh, sweat, uh, sometimes if you're uh, fearful or you have a uh, disgust, uh, there's, there's certain emotions that can change your chemistry a little bit and your sweat will smell differently yep. oh, shit. and that can uh, cause a, a change in the person who's smelling it response so it's like you know if someone's smiling and they look at you and you kind of feel this impulse to smile mm-hmm. it's the same thing with smell so if you can you can actually pick up on someone's sweat and be like oh like they're fearful or they're in disgust and uh, other mammals have this more heightened than humans do but we still have traces of it so yeah we definitely have pick traces up on that. of it because there's times when I've been around certain people and you smell certain things and you're like oh hmm. we about to get it popping it's about because like, so you, you know. nervousness. I've smelled. I feel like I've smelled fear. that before. Yeah, fear. fear. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you can smell. Like fear. You also have actually like spirit. legit smelled fear. I've they, definitely. That's smelled a saying. Fear. Like people say that. I don't think that comes out of nowhere. They're like, you can smell the fear on them. Oh know? shit! I think oh yeah. Animals, yeah. animals can totally do that, and yeah. s- and people can do it on like a just not as heightened a level. Wow. Um, and speaking of heightened level, dogs have I think it's four four hundred times uh, percent. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, four, forty times more scent cells than humans. Um, so they can. Pick up way more sense than we. Than Yo, they're using dogs for like sniffing out cancer and stuff like. Like dogs yeah. can like legit sniff out Parkinson's disease <laughs> and. Yo, Parkinson's. There's a move. There's a movie. There's a Japanese film, and I made that. That's when I made that beat for for J Live and Moses Rockwell. It came yeah. from that movie mm-hmm. called Kiro, which is about a guy who has a dog, and the dog will go to work with him every day. Will go to the train station with him every day, and then eventually he would stop going. And he was like, come on, why aren't you coming? Why aren't you coming? And then, like, after a few days or a few weeks passed, he realized that he had cancer, but the dog knew before he did. Oh, wow. You know, and then, you know, oh. he, ultimately he died, and the dog would keep going to the train station or what have you. And then the second half of the film is about the dog trying to establish a relationship with the son. But Oh, damn. But... 
Fact. Wow. That's, yeah, intense. that's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's intense. Like sometimes, yeah, I, I feel like animals have this connection that's su- definitely not like a human connection, but they seem to just be picking up on stuff that it's just creepy. It's like, why are you? Why do you know what's going on? Like, oh, <laughs> I yeah, know. yeah. I mean, there's there's so much that we can learn from them, you yeah. know, which is one of the reasons why I'm the, the whale person that I am because yeah. Yeah. you know how much that how much they teach us, you know, patience and guidance, and you know, I mean, whales can sing for like years and years and mm-hmm. whatever it goes on but they continuously are teaching us that's why you know we have tons of friends who are you know big cat enthusiasts oh, yeah, cat, yeah. you know that interesting thing that you were talking about about the, ch- the cats changing colors right, and right. using you know creating folklore specifically mm-hmm. with cats because cats have been around since whatever they, people have had Cats and we know temples. we know even in Egypt like they're like the Egyptians used to Bast. worship cats or or, or, or highly treat them right yeah the the cat Bast B A S T okay that was one of the Egyptian folklore gods that they used to worship yeah, yeah, yeah and before yeah. therapy they had pets like people were like hey this this woman's been mm-hmm. sad or this this person's been sad they we give we give her a small yes. animal and now something's better like animal yeah, they, therapy and they still yeah. do that today yeah. yeah you take you they they bring animals to the freaking nursing homes all oh, yeah, the time yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time dogs yeah. cats yep. all the time seeing was, seeing eye dogs bomb detectors oh, and yeah, all these yep. different things when, I, when I worked anubis you know about anubis, <laughs> anubis of course yeah what's anubis anubis is a is an egyptian Egyptian folklore dog and he he brings you from this realm to the afterlife. He's like a guide dog from this realm to the oh, afterlife. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen pictures on walls of yeah, Anubis. Yeah. He's got the real pointy ears, right? Yeah. Oh, I see. In Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Don't forget your hat. Uh, so so speaking of heightened senses, uh, Jody, you've been gone for a while. Yeah, uh, man. Na- we, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago. You went to, to learn Tai Chi, and we, we, we were like, when you come back, we want to see all your superpowers that you got. Um, so what can you do now that you couldn't do before? So Yo, he made me <laughs> soup out of that ice cream that you brought in. He just it. left it out? <laughs> <laughs> Did we put that in the freezer? It's about no, patience, it's, it's really. Not, it's gelato. Put your nose in the air and say it. It's gelato. Gelato. <laughs> it's not ice cream. All right, it's so what did you, you learn, Jody? Yo, it was cool, man. It was really cool. It was uh, so. As far as what I learned, I learned that uh, that it's a really for me that it was a really great way to uh, to introduce myself into like being physically fit or at least aware of what uh, my body limitations were and how I can push my body and what I need to work on as, as far as that and uh, and kind of checking in with myself as far as where my basic balance was um, kind of where you know stretching every day what my joints were doing what my you know what my legs could do as far as how I could bend and all that uh, but, tai, but Tai Chi is a, is a martial art still right this is, a, this is an ancient Chinese martial art um, it is uh, it's kind of it's, it's very popular now uh, all over the world and uh, what I took was an introductory class uh, led by this woman by the name of uh, Vera Childers um, who comes from her family has been in the instruction of, of Tai Chi for years 25 years 50 years okay. uh, generations uh, uh, you know going back and she herself has been uh, here in the Capitol District for 25 years and uh, okay. doing this thing um, she was phenomenal uh, and she was like this older woman and and, and it was funny because the class itself was a continuing education class at the old high school that I went to, uh, and it was a lot of older people. It was I was one of the one of me and another guy that was about my age. Um, we were the youngest people there, and uh, everybody else was was way older. And uh, and it was interesting to see like 
you know, how some of these people that were older were way more fit than I was and how some people were not. And now just kind of where, where everybody was kind of like, at least for this class, was at a point where they were kind of just checking in with themselves, kind okay. of basically to see what was happening. Was it closer uh, to your mind after doing it to like a, a fighting martial art or yoga? Or is it, can you actually use Tai Chi to beat someone up? It's a little bit of both. It's not necessarily about beating somebody up. It's more of like, how can I stand in one place and have 50 people attack me and basically send 50 people flying in every oh, direction while I just stand here as this tree uh, and my arms are like an ocean or a river flowing and people are just kind of flying all over the place. It's it like, like a challenge. It was me, really cool, man. It was it was really cool and it was really cool to see this older woman who was leading this class um, you know, go from kind of like a, you know, standing position to then like immediately like, you know, limber and like ready to move in any kind of position and just be so buoyant and like like air and like water and like all of these things that you kind of see and imagine uh, it was magical you know what I mean and to like to see her there and then to see like my own struggles and, and really my own stiffness and my own like kind of weighted down where it's like where I could potentially be was like really like, oh, has shit. it gotten better did you notice through the can you do something you couldn't do before absolutely the crane I, or as something as far as or? just like <laughs> being able to like balance on one leg in yeah. a way that's like uh, where without thinking about it where even like the first like the first four classes uh, you know where it was like we would get into the stance so it's the Tai Chi thing that we were learning there's there's seven I'm sorry there's five kind of basic family there's five schools of Tai Chi which all stem from one deadly family uh, that's right yeah. <laughs> there's, five, there's five families that kind of scorpion five, which one did you learn scorpion <laughs> this was uh, you look like a scorpion this was like kind of a crane snake river barrel ball all that thing. Oh, okay. kind of going on what we were doing here uh, and the corpse kind of flower like, that's what he is there's, so I learned the first like maybe 25 moves of uh of a hundred and eight move kind of sequence, uh-huh. um, or or one of maybe sixteen parts of what they call a form uh, in in that standard form. So I kind of learned the the preparatory form uh, or the preparation form uh, of of this style. Um, and and that is really just so what you're talking about here is your core, uh, your center, what they refer to as the lower dantian, and uh, and that that's your core. Your hands, uh, left hand and right hand, are your yin and your yang essentially, and oh, it's really? about your yin and yang moving uh, in 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 balance with one another while your core essentially stays, you know. Still. So it's hard to knock you over when you're in this state. That is that is exactly the point. I just like want you to stand up and knock you over right now, so bad. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're grounded in your spot, and that the, the idea that all of this while you're where you're loose. And you're flowing, but you're still like you're still planted at the same time. Really amazing, and really amazing to kind of do this with, you know, with other people and and kind of like get into like a an energy vibe. Whereby like some of the, the last couple of classes, it was like you know, the first couple of classes, everybody's off, everybody the timing is way yeah. wrong. By the last couple, everybody's kind of do it in unison, and like you can like really get into like a meditative place. And this is what so for me, this is a goal that I was looking for going into it was that I've never been in a meditative or trance like place sober uh, you know what I mean and I, and I was looking I was looking for that and I'm looking to for ways so to get questions. myself there and, and to do that and to really feel that and experience that did you go high once at all I absolutely did. Absolutely. How, was it de- better or worse? It was. Uh, it was. It was interesting. I, the first two, I was. I was stoned because I was like coming from work and I was just kind of like part of my routine. So I was like, I was you know, little take a toke, go to the class. Because uh, he was coming from work. And it's whatever. <laughs> hey, things happen. You know? um, but I, so this is what, and this is what I noticed about this class in particular. And it was really heightened on the days that I went stoned and I realized that this is not a good fit for me, particularly with this class. Was that it's at in it's at my old high school, right? Uh-huh. So it's in a classroom that wasn't a class that I had per se but every time that I got into a really deep like
like trance like meditative place I got brought back not to like my happy peaceful place but to my high school you know what I mean like I'm back in like oh. class oh. Uh, and I can smell the desks I, you know I'm back to the smell I can smell everything the memories from the classroom from, I smell wow. the kids I smell like so it's like I'm back and I'm not in my place that I want to be I'm in I'm mm. in I'm back in this fucking high school again okay. and uh, so that was to me like going forward I very much want to do more I want to see these guys at their uh, Tai Chi Institute where it's more like a full gym okay. and it's a mat or even in a park or something and this is and it's like where it's nice out this woman is going to lead uh, these outside classes I'm, I'm very much into it that was my next um, question did you did you find yourself doing it just other places like were you most just definitely in an elevator like at home, crane one of the things that, uh, <laughs> that we learned was kind of like the basic calisthenics early on in each class was the nine uh, circulations and it's uh, you know wrist to knees to hips uh, waist neck uh, wrist elbows shoulders it was the nine head. It was not these eyeballs, and it's just kind of like moving and doing rotational things and doing stuff so that you're, you know, just like blood flow and stretching and uh, getting your body and blood circulating. I'm trying to do it every day. Oh, wow. uh, And, you know, if I'm at work, um, a big thing, you know, being a waiter and I got stuff in my hands and I'm like yes. dropping stuff off. I ask you. <laughs> and I'm putting stuff from like from the t- from my hand to the table, and I notice that I'm doing it in a more fluid way and I'm like twisting in a more, That's you awesome. know, circular, natural way. <laughs> your, your job <laughs> should pay for this. Your job yeah. should pay for this. There's definitely some benefits. That I noticed almost he wasn't even going to the kitchen. It was just yeah, like, right. Just <laughs> floating. I'm floating on the way down now. Um, it's it was very cool and it was very eye opening again to uh, to realize that hey, you know, I, I could use some work. I could really do more. Mm-hmm. But this is a, to me a really great start uh, and and went at a pace that was ridiculously slow and was like perfect for um, just my lazy ass. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. This is what, it's what it was. So it sounds like anyone can. This is a good way to start. Like anyone absolutely, could go into this. absolutely. Okay. And uh, the class in particular that I took was uh, it was introduction to Tai Chi. Uh, qigong and acupressure so it's it was uh, hey the qigong is was about kind of the breathing and the meditative part the acupressure was kind of finding um, these pressure points and these focal points in your body and um, that's where they, put, to, is like, that where they put rocks on you similar to this and similar in yoga where they talk about chakras and 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 just kind of finding these energy focal points in your body and and being aware of them and you know and and with this class in particular it was kind of focused of hey if you're at your desk all day if you're at a computer all day you know, do this with your wrist while you're just sitting there 10 times or 15 times and get that circulation going or, you know, do this with your head to or do this with your ankles while you're on your desk and things that you can kind of do. Hey, you're at the bus stop. You're in the cab ride. You know, things that you can kind of do on a daily uh, that you might not that will, you know, prevent uh, arthritis, that will prevent, you know, black hole in your eyes or things that will just kind of be beneficial to you over the long term. Um, and I felt, uh, you know, as a younger person in this class, I felt like I was getting these gems already early instead of waiting oh, okay. until, you know, 60 or 70 to, to kind of take this class like some of these people were doing. Make uh, me want to take Tai Chi. Yeah, right. Sounds, I recommend yeah. it. I do recommend it. I, I, I saw no downside to it whatsoever. Um, there was one I was even just seeing that there was a... Um at the JCC, they're doing like a morning class on Tuesdays. Oh, it's like two fifty, uh, you know, two dollars and fifty cents a class. Uh, two dollars and fifty cents a class. Uh, it's there's this thing that's coming up. I got this. Uh, I got an email today, uh, June eighth. They got one of the Grand Masters oh, uh, from China that's going to be in town. It's going to be uh, in fat Yeah, send this. Send this uh, over. I want to tweet this out. Yeah, and, we're going to also the info out. on the class you took because I think people may want to take this. It Most definitely. And and I think that this Self-care. woman is moving on. Yeah. So this one was it was the continuing education that was based out of the Bethlehem uh, uh, Bethlehem High School mm-hmm. um, I think that this class in particular is over at this point um, it does pick back up 
in uh, the summertime, I understand. Um, but this particular woman who I would recommend checking out, Vera Childers, um, and she was out of the, I believe, the Martial Arts Institute in Albany. Um, she She's the person to follow. She's the person that I recommend. Okay. Uh, this is a woman that was leading this class, and, and she was phenomenal, and uh, had a great sense of humor, and was just, like, wickedly inspiring, you know? You're going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. No, Where, it. Where's the next step? Would so you... the next thing for me, uh, it's... He's going for his brow going to be this thing uh, in <laughs> June 8th is this thing in, in Latham that I want to check out. Um, I'm looking for, in particular, a morning class that I could get into. I feel like the, the one that I was doing was at night. It was like 5.30. Or it was like 6.30 to 8. Um, you know, coming from work and then trying to go home. And it was like, it was kind of a lot where if I could get into it in the morning, I think it would make my entire day better. What um, constitutes forward. morning for you? For me, that's like, you know, I'm, I'm up at like between 9 and 10 on a regular on a regular basis. So I'm, I'm willing to be well, so up morning's like 11. It's, it's not like seven. So we're not talking 6.30 a.m. No, I'm not. I never do. <laughs> not for me. Uh, not for me. More, by the way, morning classes. Samesies. Your sense, of, your sense of smell is weaker in the morning than it is at night. I just want so, to So, Jody, you're kind of like the, the last airbender. Last meets, dragon. Meets drunken monkey. Drunken monk. I'm sorry. Drunken monk. Meets Jet Li meets Last Dragon right this now. This is this is the idea. This is, where the, this is where the this is where you're supposed to be at the end. In fact, the the Grandmaster that is going to be here on June eighth trained. Jet Li. This is the guy that taught what? Jet Li. What? His tattoo. This is one of his one of so his. So you got Ip Man coming. You this got Ip Man. This is the dude. This is the dude. And uh, and he's going to be leading a class. At Where's he going to be? This is a whole thing. I got a flyer that I'm going to I'm going to forward this. Uh, <laughs> we're going to tweet this one out because uh, I just got the email today. Uh, it's <laughs> in Latham. Jet it over to you. Beat Shot uh, Music presents. It's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be a, a slam. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher Bruce Lee, Jet Li, Chun Li, Jet Li's teacher. It's it's Jet relatively Lee, popular. Chun-Li, like this. There's a lot of these things out there. Who um, shouts out to the homie uh, Moondog or uh, Scully Chris? Oh, he, shout out to Chris. He, or, he hit me up uh, when I was in the classes when asking how I was liking it. What you know, how I was into it. He said he was going to one in Troy uh, that was similar and did some other kind of classes, some different styles as well. Um, there's you know, like I said, there's the one at JCC that I just read about this I morning. Check there, that one out. you know, it's out there. There's, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of different instructors uh, here in the Capital District. And uh, and again, if you're somebody that that doesn't work out, if you're somebody that doesn't uh, that doesn't really or is looking for something to do that's a little more physical if you're just looking to be uh, you know a little bit better of a dancer I've realized is that this is something that I don't really dance that well and I don't really like feel comfortable dancing and I feel like part of that in my stiffness after taking some Tai Chi class I feel more <laughs> loose and more comfortable on a dance floor like, yeah, that's okay Turbo like, that's, has been that's, formed, so now you, you know? can kick ass till both <laughs> Timberlands <laughs> turn shitty I might could pop <laughs> and could lock right now Yo, I'm picturing you know, him wow. on, the da- on the dance floor at McGeary's or wherever like this and, he, and he's just like Low. He's just throwing Low people in. around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> effortless. So effortlessly. Don't Moving battle me. All right. Don't battle me. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of effortless fighting, uh, did it, who saw Civil War? Me. Not Yo, me. check it. Well, did Joe, did you see it? I didn't see it yet. Uh, but you're, I whack. Books. No you're whack. You're whack. You're whack. Nate never sees a movie. Trying to catch a man. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We're t- Nate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Yo. it's not a foreign Yo, French. No spoilers. No spoilers. We're going to spoil it badly. Let's write that. I think we can do this in a way where we keep this spoiling to a minimum. But I also have a question. Like, even after seeing the movie, I don't even know how I could spoil it. Like, it's the all the superheroes are fighting everyone. We yeah. know all this. Right. Yeah. They win. I mean, I don't know how. Like, it's really hard the to superheroes win. <laughs> superheroes win. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> a winner. You know, it's like how do you spoil a Marvel movie at this point? It works, exactly, <laughs> Yo, Matt exactly. Murray and Amanda Amanda, you just got just 
just came back from watching it. No good. They came back good. Yeah, they were they, they were going to complain the most about us spoiling. Yeah, spoiling. <laughs> they were like, "Yo, it's amazing." Matt is still mad that we spoil. Han Solo dies in the new Star Trek, and uh, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Star Wars. Star, Star Wars. Wars. Sorry. Yeah, that's how much I care. That's yeah, same well, shit. Same Kirk, shit. Kirk out. Matt was yelling at me today for that, and I'm like, "Bro, we didn't even talk about that till five weeks later." And he's like, "Still, still, I didn't get a chance to corny. see corny. Whatever, corny. Not a fault. <laughs> Tune out." <laughs> Did anyone die in Star Trek? I don't know. He, uh, he, he, I hope no he all, yo, no I hope comment. he also dies in the new Star Trek. <laughs> like James Kirk's out. father dies. Yeah, just bring, they bring him true. out and, and kill him. They just and bring him out and kill him. <laughs> God. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so three of us of the five in here saw the movie. Uh, I think we all liked it, right? Like it was. Yeah, it was I, I didn't think it sucked. Yeah, I, I definitely thought it was. It I lived bought up tickets to, the hype. to Wakanda. And, you, and yep. I got broads in Wakanda. You got broads in Wakanda. <laughs> yo, after the, after the movie, uh, I couldn't help but compare it to. I, I'm going to compare it to the three main hero movies coming out this summer. I'm not really worried about Doctor Strange, but Batman vs Superman, X Men Apocalypse, and uh, Civil War. Those were the three I was like really looking forward to, and, I, and I'm going to compare them. For me, it was easily better than Batman vs Superman. Easy. Um, it was just so much more fun, and I felt like the story was more uh, compelling, dynamic. It was just so much happening, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I loved it, and it, what, the one thing that stood out to me was I thought it was super black. I wasn't. Yo, expecting you had Falcon, you, you had Falcon. War Machine, and Black Panther. Yeah, and you uh, can't get more blacker than that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it was just like you know, I had, I can't remember a time watching a movie where there just were three black protagonists like interacting, and it right. wasn't the ma- and it wasn't the wire or some shit. You know, like it wasn't yeah, about yeah. blackness. You or know, leading up slavery. to it, I thought, and I didn't see it though, but uh, I didn't see this one. But Ant Man, I thought uh-huh. was black, and I thought that there was a lot of between <laughs> Ti and um and um was it Mike? Uh, oh yeah, Michael Pena. Yeah. Yeah. These Michael guys were in there, and like these guys, like I thought that that was for having you know Ant Man yeah. story. Like I wasn't expecting that to be yeah, that yeah. to be like. And I think I, agree. I think Marvel knows what's up. Marvel's like, oh wait, we can get money from this other group, and white people will still go see this because they're fucking superheroes. Yo, they so know we- that <laughs> our spending power is a trillion dollars a yeah, year. Yeah. They also super- know that we're the first people. That, yeah, that's yeah, it. That I'm too. sure they're worried that's about too. that. <laughs> but no, but you know what? I, I don't care, yo. When it, this, I'm already looking forward to Halloween because I'm giving Black Panther kids more candy, like just based on that. I already know it. <laughs> I, yo, this is this is how we need to. Ra- I want white people to do this too. This is how we're gonna get reparations through like Halloween. Ca- <laughs> Every kid, if you're Storm, Black Panther, Falcon, uh, War Machine, you're getting more candy right off jump. I don't care if right. you're right next to Iron Man. I'm giving you more candy. <laughs> what, what about, what about um, what's the other dude? Power Man. Power Power Man is black. Yeah, but no one's going to drive. Okay, sure. If Power Man shows up, he can have more candy, too. <laughs> Yo, I'm, just, I'm just like, this is this is dope. And I'm just thinking about the kids, you know, because even when we were younger, they, they, they weren't really these, like, uh, especially mainstream images right. uh, of of, uh, of black protagonists. I, I wish right. there were more women involved. They did have a really strong black woman, and she had a brief role, but she stole the, you know, she, she stole, stole the show. almost the whole show. So, I want, I, so now I'm like, I want her movie to come out. Like, we, <laughs> just, we need more representation in these movies, and this was a good step at te- in that direction. And man. can I can I be clear about something? <laughs> she was fine as hell. She was oh. striking, is how I describe it. Like she she came on the screen, um, and, and it was oh, like you could not help but yo, look at her. It was yeah, everybody. I don't know what her presence was amazing. Yeah, and she had what four words? She had like four lines. Yeah, four <laughs> words. Not even four. And, and it's just funny because yeah. as somebody that, again that hasn't seen it, but I'm familiar with the comics. Yep. Is uh, this strikes some like this dude? Rolls with some badass bodyguards. Oh, somebody yeah. that is, that doesn't necessarily need badass bodyguards, just has but always <laughs> has them, just so that you right. know. Um, so I wonder, like, did they? 
with the whole movie coming out, yeah. As far as Black Panther and these characters, like I was, I was, I'm interested. I can't wait to see how they kind of like. Yeah, drop they, didn't, they didn't put a ton of stock some of, into like, that in this film, but you'll get it. Just later. To let it in there. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look up the name of uh, Black Panther's bodyguards right now because they are they're they're a prominent figure or feature in the comics, and there's like a, yeah. a whole gang of them, but they're they're women and they're uh like somewhat. Oh, here's the Dora uh, Milaje, I guess it's pronounced D O R A M I L A J E, and they always roll with Black Panther, and they're essentially uh, scantily clad women who are amazing warriors, right? Yeah. Um, so they, they whoop ass to, to the level of there's there's like this uh, comic where one of them is like beating the shit out of uh, uh, Black Widow, so they know their stuff, right? But uh, in the older comics, they were c- considered somewhat sexist because he's walking around kind of like you Hefner, and he's got this harem of women who are just willing to fight for him, right? right. But now, it wasn't a pride. But it wasn't a pride. No, he, they weren't like concubines or anything. They were they were his bodyguards. So okay. what people said just because the way they were dressed, it was like it uh, seemed like a little like pimpish, you know. So uh, um, Tanisha, and racy. It was very racy, especially, was racy yeah. especially in the eighties coming up. I'm watching. Yeah. I'm reading this comic. I'm like. Yeah, yeah. My eyes are big right it now. It was for yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and that was a uh, that was a problem, uh, like because they, they say they, they didn't have like agency in the male gaze, and were they really here for you know even though they were dope characters, they were kind of you know sexualized in a way that was that was odd. So right. not odd, but just like you know the way dudes write comics. So uh, Tanisi Coates, who's writing the new Black Panther, uh, he actually made sure that uh, part of the the comic is written from the view of the guards, the Dora uh, Milaje, so that they're telling their own story about why they are loyal to Panther and. He's like giving them agency, and he he has this great interview where he's just talking about why it was very intentional that he didn't want to just cut them out because it could be sexist. He wanted them to stay in, but make sure that they were uh, that they were just talking about why they wanted to be there, tell their they side of the story. And that's story right. he, didn't, significant he didn't want anyway, them to be man. props right. in the story. And right. it was like super dope. I'm like so glad this guy's writing this shit. Yeah. And um, you know, some people are like, oh, this is different than what we're used to in the comics. Like, yeah, that's the point. And, it, and it's, you know what? This is really why it's amazing to me that DC is having such a hard time making these movies as far as like the tone and all this where it's like right. there's years 50 years 70 years of like rich history with these characters all of these characters that's like the screenplays are essentially written for you yep. in comic book form like pick one up but DC and has like an impossible way uh, um, they're not able to translate it well no they not it's, in movies because I will say this the that's DC, I mean. oh, the DC cartoon movies though are better than anything Marvel has put out this uh, and I watch those DC um, I have to agree with you even the right. shows like Justice League and that's it's super progressive They're like Making fun of patriarchy And racism in it They're talking about Police brutality I'm, I'm, yeah. The subtext is crazy In right, this shit right. Especially Young Justice And Justice League And I, I wonder Did you see Justice League Versus uh, uh, um, Young Young versus, Oh yeah I know what you're talking yeah. about Yeah That, that was a that movie one? though not yeah, a, yeah I saw the movie Yeah And yeah. there was also so There's the Son of Batman There's all yep. these like Good yep. DC cartoons good. that, yeah, that yeah, blow, dope, They man. blow the Marvel ones Out of the water And I just wonder Why don't they get Those cartoon writers To write the movies right. And stop paying these guys You know who Snyder Whoever to to mess up all these these uh yeah, you know yeah. these these trilogies, right. um so yeah they can do it they have the writers they have the story they're just for whatever reason it doesn't translate well to film every time At except all. for Dark Knight I mean I'm Dark really not Knight. riding with any of that shit right so Batman and Superman was like Seriously. cool but I was just, you know it wasn't it didn't live up to, to Civil War and Marvel also has on their side when you're talking about the comics and how they translate it better to film it's like each movie is its own genre of film in a sense where yeah. it's like you know you get that where the Captain America movies are kind of like the the spy espionage action flicks and you know Avengers get to be like the Big Bang summer movies and then uh, you know Ant-Man was kind of like a buddy comedy and yep. Sorcerer you know Doctor Strange will be more of like that fantasy type movie like Deadpool the Thor you know like they like all have edgy. like their own little pocket that they get into uh, 
and I really feel like Black Panther will be like, you know, with the future science shit they got there, with the like, it'll be like kind of like all of that, but mm. something different. I can't um, wait. I'm excited. You know what I like about the Black Panther movie coming up? It's gonna show. It's gonna show Africa in a different light. Oh yeah, yeah. Point blank. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's Wakanda, gonna show them yeah. as being very progressive, yep. very scientific, and wealthy. Yeah. Wealthy. You people know what people I'm don't saying? know this. Like uh, Black Panther himself is the wealthiest, not just the wealthiest comic character. He's supposed to be the wealthiest character in all of like characters. Yeah. Because he is. he's uh, he's got like something like seventeen trillion dollars. That's the what? That's, the wealth of Wakanda Stupid is money. more than the entire uh, gross national product of the they entire have, earth. They have <laughs> all the gold. <laughs> and they have all of the um, the, the vibranium, the vibranium, yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, and and they're the most technologically advanced, but they still have also the you know they're in this like tribal Africa uh, African um, you know s- situation. So it's like a good contrast because you they can have all this uh, prowess and technology and this advancement, but it's still like super African, you know. Mm, right. So yeah, they're I totally own, agree because like you don't bubble. yeah you they're don't see that shit. Bubble. Yo, when you're a kid growing up, all you see from Africa are those the commercials with the with flies, flies landing <laughs> on the eye. Close your eye. Yo, what are you doing? I, I thought all Africa was just a puddle with flies till I was like eight. I was like, wow. <laughs> Jody cracking up over there. Yo, you've seen the fly on I've this fly, man. Get that fly out of there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, Blank, we need these representatives because Africa is so much more than that. Right. right. You don't, you know, you even though Wakanda is not a, not a real place, but just seeing these representations and realizing that Africa is diverse and there is wealth there and, and uh, you know, they're using a real uh, African dialect in the movie. Yeah, and the, hopefully the that they're able the, to like go to Africa and film in real cities that are there so that people are like, oh, you know, it's not just, yeah, it's a fictional city here in the Spoiler books, but this alert! Is where we are, this is a real city, and like they yeah. filmed in they filmed in Brazil for the African part. <laughs> oh, really? oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They, they're using the, that the click language. Um, oh, sir. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, but I heard uh, what's his name from the Daily Show? What's the, the guy, the new host? He's, he pronounces like Osa. Yeah, like the click yeah. goes in the beginning. Well, yeah, it's all clicks. That X that oh, we see, going. you yeah. don't hear. But but what he was saying was that the, a lot of the language, there, there's like five distinct clicks in the language, and there's certain letters like the C, the X, the Q, and each one is a different. Yeah, like a different yeah. click sound. Um, but he has a cool video where he's just talking about the language a little bit more, uh, and that's the language they use to represent Wakanda mm-hmm. in the, in the film. Was because when I was I didn't realize that when I when they were speaking, I just thought they made up you know language like Klingon or something. But yeah, it was, it was dope that they put that in there. So mm, yeah, Real I loved dope. it. Definitely looking forward to Black Panther. Yeah. Um, any other? Oh, Spider Man uh, was in it. Thoughts on Spider Man killed it too. Hi guys. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he was in it way more than I thought he was. Gonna Yo, be in it. and he was funny, and he fucked shit up. Yeah. yeah. Like he as came in there, as he was he was kicking freaking uh, Winter Soldier's ass. Yeah. One thing I like about what Marvel's doing is I feel like they're really keeping the characters at their at their power level and strength level. Right. They're, they're not having like um you know uh, who's it? like Agent Carter fight Hulk or anything. You know like they're right, they're right. they're balancing it out. And and Spider Man is one of the most powerful you know uh, heroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's right. one of the strongest. He's one of the fastest. Yep. So is Black Panther. Yep. And right. it, it's cool that they they're putting them at their real like skill level. Levels, you know, right. and, and right. it's, a, it's a kid this time, and he's like he's nineteen, and not yeah, being yeah. played by like a thirty-year-old playing. Speaking kid. of yeah. that, like, speaking of him being cool. nineteen, Mary Jane. Uh-oh. No, not Mary Jane. Um, 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 Aunt, Aunt May. Aunt May. Oh, Tomei, right? <laughs> May Tomei. Jesus. Why? <laughs> my alert. thing is, why did why did Marissa Tomei have to be Aunt May? It was odd. Yeah, she's she's definitely like thirty years I'm younger Adam. than than well, she's ever again, been. Well, this comic. is where they when you talk about if you look at the Ultimate Comic line versus some of the you know the amazing comic line as far as Spider-Man you know some series there's a younger May mm-hmm. you know in some series it's you know somebody else. like there this is why I'm interested to in seeing it the movie because you guys we read the comics yeah, yeah. oh yeah Hell as far yeah. as Civil War so in the nope. Civil War comics 
there was uh, the catalyst for the whole Civil War was uh, it was what there's like the New Mutants yeah. they had some kind of totally reality TV thing. show that they were doing yep. Yep. they ended up like trying to like stop some kind of terrorist attack they ended up blowing up a school mm-hmm. now we need government sanction everybody all the heroes got to be and the registration came in and, and, and Reed Richards and Fantastic Four played a huge role in that but it's, right. in the movie it's completely different they're right. really not it's not really about mutant registration there's but no that's mutant. all right yeah but that's I all thought right. it was way better we've in seen the- we've seen that that uh that play out in the last freaking X Men joint with the yeah, mutant yeah. registration yeah they, right. they, I'm, they I'm took cool that, that. storyline because they yeah. own, well they only weren't mutant for one right. but yeah that that did you know that played out so uh, me going into it this is what I was looking for was how like what brings about the Civil War what are they fighting about how uh-huh. you know the sides that are going like who ends up on this side and ends yeah. up on this side compared to how it goes in the comics yeah. and well, all that, that that's why I was so team Iron Man team Black Panther team War Machine in this movie because in the comic it's really hard to be on their side and I was surprised want- at that for the, the guys that you were rooting for because in the comic but, I'm, I was thinking it was the other way it was like you know what and and for the first time in the Civil War series I find myself enjoying Captain America yeah, where yeah. I never really enjoyed his character oh, okay. but when he kind of like yeah, goes yeah. onto the side of like the underground and because of, like, that the rebels made, like, because in, yeah, in the comic they were definitely it, it was like they were being against government registration and all this right, other right. stuff but in the movie it's more like the Avengers are cops and they need internal affairs okay. and and I, when you when you go through it at that and it's not really about registration it's about we have too much power we need to be held accountable right. I'm all about it I'm like yeah. yeah they need they need more cops watch they need the government watching them they need someone up their ass like they need accountability so that's why I was like cool with them you know they're, they're basically just super cops at right, this point right. they work for the government and they're they're killing people you know while they're trying to do all this stuff and a lot of the, what they've done even though it was a lot of it was Iron Man's fault uh, is really just kind of like it plays into the militarization I think of the police like you're talking about like all this power and all this right. money being used to no fight crime no one man can like have a, all a collateral damage power. kind of thing yeah right? collateral damage yeah. houses and yeah. bombs yeah. Yep. Buildings so, so in a movie I think it's so different from the comic book uh, which which is good I, I think it's better it this works. way it I mean, works yeah, yeah. it definitely works absolutely works uh, No, th- uh, there was a lot of characters missing obviously no X-Men no Fantastic Four because of the, uh, the copyright stuff um, yeah. no Hulk uh, and Thor which I think people I'm knew from the trailer I'm glad there was no freaking Fantastic Four because the last Fantastic Four movie was garbage yeah. so, Thor was in. so this is interesting because what I heard the next Thor movies got those two the Thor Ragnarok is going to have Thor and then and Hulk and Hulk is yeah. out with him doing that yep. so that's, that's exciting to me and I like that they're that, what, really playing oh, off wait, these so they're supposed here. to have Thor out in uh Thor, whatever the plot is with Asgard. the next Thor movie he's going back to Asgore shit's going to hit the fan out there this is like their kind of what world ending thing and he, and, call, and he calls Hulk and potentially to help. <laughs> potentially some kind of time because yeah. the Planet Hulk I feel like was such an ill series that they yeah, were stupid not to do it in a way where there's such <laughs> a powerful cool. character um, I'd be interested to see in, if that in, ties in the original to, uh, to Ragnarok Thor, stuff Thor, uh, the Hulk Planet Hulk um, Tony Stark got mad at Hulk because because Hulk couldn't control his rage anymore, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yo, we sending you elsewhere." You yeah, like they here. all yeah they all like tricked him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then they just were like, "Listen, Hulk is too uncontrollable. We just let's just shoot him at another planet." Yep. Yeah, crazy. That was, they, yeah, they really they did. did him like that. Yeah, yeah they, they did. did him dirty. <laughs> <laughs> they, did like, they like put Bruce Banner in a rocket, and just pointed him at oh, another like no. uh, galaxy, and just shot him out there. <laughs> yep. They end up doing these kind of like John Carpenter, you know, Man on Mars kind of stories with the Hulk, you know, on Mars fighting these kind of like you know these. Epic battles and these gladiator kind of shit. It was great. Yeah, it great was dope. Story, man. I would see that movie for sure. So yeah. hopefully, we, I mean, I don't think we spoiled too much. Like I said, it's a Marvel movie. I think I definitely think you should go see it. I'm go pl- see. I, it, I plan please. to go see it again. I just want uh, 3D or no 3D. You guys saw it in 3D. Hell no. we, I don't no, like we didn't 3D. Spend you three, three, 3D money. No. No. Okay. You got 3D money? Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not. Thinking, <laughs> 3D <laughs> is never worth the money. Yeah, let's it, do a little survey. Rarely been worth the money. You're against the 3D movies. I thought they were great, and especially when you're talking about the Iron Man scenes and when he's got all the the different flying parts and the action. 
action scenes to me and in, in, in Avengers 2 specifically and all the shit flying around and all the different alternate like the 3D was so cool you liked it okay. and I think they make it um, they doing it in a way now where it's like the immersion of it is to is kind of like oh, next okay. level yeah uh, true you don't you're not a big fan of 3D either no because I feel like the better 3D movies are shot in 3D and the shittier ones are done post production oh okay right. this was a post production yeah. situation probably I don't I know I, th- I see I think there are some scenes Avatar where they're doing it on was shot in 3D Avatar was and, shot in 3D Avatar was amazing in 3D yeah I was talking about like with the Jungle Book movies they're like inventing cameras to like film these movies sometimes as part <laughs> yeah. of 3D and the immersion like shit yeah. like it's dope yo honestly my favorite the, th- the best 3D movie in my opinion I've ever seen is freaking Alice in Wonderland Oh, the new one? How about Jaws? Like, no, the 3D. one that was out like a couple years ago with Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. The Johnny 3D, Depp. The 3D was yeah. cool, but the movie like, I had a really hard time with. Like, you know, a lot of times you see this 3D and it's like, oh, great, I just spent four dollars for what? Right. You know, but that Alice in Wonderland, like everything just popped. Really you know, down, it wasn't yeah. like everything was flying off the screen. That's what I hate when they, they forced the scenes yeah, in. They're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. someone's gonna throw another chair. Yeah, at exactly. Me now. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Alice in Wonderland. I didn't see it in 3D, but you're right. All that vegetation and all those like yeah, it all just like pops and jumps off the screen. It's dope. Yeah, it really is hit or miss for me so I just yeah. go I usually just forego it like fuck it I have something very important to say about Panther yeah I haven't felt this level of um, pride about the presence of a militant black character in a mm. film since Malcolm X mm. and that's mm, bro. that's serious that's I feel you, but I can't I, yeah, I can't think of anything yeah like there's nothing you know Denzel is never besides Malcolm X in his films Wesley Snipes if, yep. I mean if you think about all of them going across the board they're never pro-black militant yeah um Characters that give you a, a genuine sense of pride for being black, being from the continent, you know, being a pl- being from a place that has you know tremendous resources and and all um, of the resources, to all, be all the resources, and you know, um, being enlightened, being professional, being a business owner, being mm-hmm. a king, like you, ne- and he legitimately was those things, yeah. and and. Um, Malcolm X speaks about that, you know, maybe lightly 20 years ago, but he, he does speak about those things. And we don't often get to see films of this magnitude where we are represented in this life. And sure, front and center. Too. Front and center. Sure. Right. We're cops. Not, not in the blockbuster. You know, you know, we're cops. We're, we're Joe Clark. You know, we're Blade. You know, we're all these other things but this was very how about the symbolism of him fighting Captain America the little rep- the literal representation of, of uh, mil- militarism <laughs> capitalism he's got right. the red white and blue and you got a guy in all black just whooping his ass right or, <laughs> like you know, where you get that yeah. shield from there was yeah there was where did you get that I know where it came from <laughs> you, you stole that from my people for real yeah he's clawing yeah there were there were, there were scenes I was what I was there were scenes I was watching where I'm just like this is almost too much like I can't believe how dope this is like it was yeah. almost emotional like this is a, a yeah, amazing. If, yeah. I were, if I were 10, my head would have exploded watching You're right. His stuff. claw marks were left. The claw the marks, that was so... Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that symbolism Because only his hand... You know, because only he could do damage to that yeah, shield. Right. We should all go as Black Panther for Halloween. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm saying, if the, if the kid comes up to you and be like, nah, I'm... I'm what is it? Bajira from, yeah, yeah, Jungle, Book. from Jungle Book? Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't get it twisted. No. Nah, they can have Black Panther <laughs> now. <laughs> look at me. Look at me. Instead, you're a Panther now. Instead of candy, let's just hand out Black Panther costumes. 
costumes. <laughs> Put this on, kid. Go to the next house. Put this shit on. Keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? You want to get into a, to a block of music? Yeah, let's do uh, it. Oh, yeah. Right, I, play music. I, need, I need a couple minutes yeah, yeah, to prepare. Go ahead. Yeah, you go know? ahead. Well, actually, there's some stuff that uh, we got to shout out anyway. Uh, we had, oh, first off, congratulations to MC Graffiti and uh, Tam. They got married. Uh, shout out to Saturday. Them. It was so much fun. Was that Saturday, Saturday right? Saturday. It was Saturday, Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Right. Saturday, okay. Well, Saturday afternoon. It was like, okay. you know, a noon, 12.30 wedding. Okay, so that, that's Beach Out Fam, true DJ? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I wasn't able to make it because uh, Cleanna's sister was having a yep. child, yeah. and it was so there was like a wedding, <gasps> babies dropping. It was a lot happening Yo, Saturday. this whole week was crazy. This week was crazy. So, yeah, what, what, uh, high points of the wedding? Uh, anything you, you know, you wanted to... You know what? As, Let me... MC Graffiti was Oh, yeah. spectator, you know, being invited to the wedding, the high point was watching... Graff was so amped and so giddy and near tearing and so happy looking at his wife before the vows were said. Like, I was almost in tears watching him. Oh, wow. It was it was amazing. Just the energy that he had and the love. You could see the love that he had. You ran to Jared afterwards? You're like, I need to go to Jared. I did, actually. I went to Jared. And I took back my layaway. Oh, I'm only playing. No, I'm only playing. But no, serious. Like, like, wait, Tanisha's at the door. Hang on. <laughs> wait, so yeah, so that it was it was their really, show. Yeah, they seem like completely like head over heels. Love, you know? man, and and that's a beautiful thing when you when you have that type of love. You know, I I, I wish we all experienced that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know. The, I know. Joe to see out. Joe to see. Forever, my lady. I think they they experienced some of that. <laughs> Jamie is so drunk. <laughs> No, I'm not drunk. You yet. are. You are super uh, drunk or right something. now. <laughs> You're off. He had four glasses of wine You're and he's drinking JB. whiskey. <laughs> Yo, I, I, that's I whiskey? Know, I drank whiskey? whiskey? I thought that was beer. It's that's whiskey, whiskey cider. insider. I know oh. Joey. Yo, JB has to step up and step back. We get it. Yeah, right. He's like been dominating today. <laughs> nah, I'm <laughs> sure. I, I want to hear this because I wasn't at the wedding. So. No, but, but check it. I know Jody was, was, was the same when he was getting married. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to make it there, but I know uh-huh. Jody was the same. Yeah. The, my only setback for, for Graf's wedding was that I stepped into the building and my sock game was off. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I actually heard about this. Someone said you what? only had blue socks on. Yeah, what? yeah, my sock game, my sock game. What? Really yeah. I, so I, re- I redeemed. Oh, I had nice, on nothing nice, but blue nice, socks. Nice, wow. nice, but today nice. I came back. You got real the fresh joints. Yeah, yeah, I came back yeah, real yeah, hard yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. The stripes, the skittle yeah, stripes. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, true. I got a, my highlight was the quarter waters in the <laughs> in the cooler. Wait, what? And, and the white great. castles. There was white castles. Those white castles. But you, yeah, they had white castles and quarter waters. Those were like aspects. Yeah. Did you DJ anything a little a little different? I know you pulled out a lot of stops for Jody's uh, wedding in your playlist. You put a lot of time into that, and then you um, honestly show up. Did you? Was which, there anything particular? Yeah, well, did you play any Bismarck keys, some beatboxers, or I don't I, know. No, I, <laughs> but I asked. I requested that um, that Graf beatbox at his wedding, so he grabbed the mic and he totally beatboxed for me. <laughs> um, but Graf is a big um, doo wop uh, soul head, so I played a lot of um, like big band music. I played. Um, a lot of Sam Cooke, Otis Redding. Sam Cooke is his yeah, boy. He's yeah. Really, yeah, he's really big on that stuff. So, nice. And I that like was fun. Jamaican I am too, yeah. Like rhythm Yo, keep, I hearing yeah, and I was playing, was yeah, I was playing some early, like, you know, um, like Lover's Rock and, yeah. you know, Yard music because it was ooh, dope, his man. side of the family. True. Would you ever consider taking some of these songs that you play at these weddings and making like a, a mixtape like nope. Jay Live does? No, no, no mixtapes. Oh. I, 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 it's just not me. It's never been my personality. People ask me to do it all the time and I'd rather do it then and that be the end of it. Okay. At the thing and that's it. 
think that there's really something unique that what you do with with your, with your wedding service is that it's you know my wedding mixtape would be different than of his course mixtape would be different than everywhere everyone would be so different and so really tailored to you know the sound of the two people getting married and I think that's like something that you it's, got that's that's it, really special that's that. a fact I mean yeah. I ask for every client to give me ten to fifteen songs and from those ten to fifteen songs I build a playlist I'm looking forward to this wedding I wanted to tell you about this Nate oh yeah um, I have a wedding in Boston this weekend the couple are huge Prince and Tribe fans stop already. yo that's yeah. incredible yeah. stop yeah so and when he passed oh, they literally text me they were like our playlist All just Prince. changed yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds like a good wedding to meet people oh. at <laughs> just like if you're <laughs> knowing that information I bet it's yeah. a, just a dope crowd of people. oh right right, <laughs> right, right, right. yeah cool. yeah plus it's like a vacation destination wedding so I'm, I'm looking oh, forward really? to it nice. for that uh, Wednesday there was the uh, Odyssey and Good Company came up Trump Gospel we had a show oh we God, had the Hollow Pact um, so huge shout out to Odyssey it was definitely at capacity at capacity for a Wednesday they're always surprised they're like how you know how are you guys bringing this many people out for a rap show on Wednesday <laughs> on the kitchen yeah. Yeah. It was 200 um, people. We had yeah. 200 people That's on one, crazy. On a That's day. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, they, so you know, they crushed it. I, I'm glad so many people came out because a lot of people aren't. Uh, we've put a lot of people on to Odyssey and Homeboy Sandman and uh, like the people that came up to that EOM of you know uh, John, John Robinson. Yep, so yep. it's cool when I see people that normally haven't come to you know a few of the beat shots coming out and they're like, oh, I just downloaded Odyssey's entire catalog yesterday right, because right. I was at the right. show. Right. I love it. Right. Uh, so Yo, inspiring. And there was yep. a lot of people there that I've never seen before. Yeah, and that's a great thing. Yeah, I was happy man it was packed the guy um the guy who does the booking for uh live at five right uh chris o'donnell oh yeah, yeah i, yeah, I believe um he he was sending me messages can't wait for this or whatever and i didn't really make the connection until today uh, i was down at the french press uh coffee house mm-hmm. and he walked in me and john jams were having lunch and he walked in he walked right up to me he goes i really want to thank you for the Odyssey show on Wednesday It was incredible And then he pulls his card out And I see the name And, and uh, you know Public relations yeah. Live I was like Oh shit This nope. is that guy So you He's heard it here first We're doing Live at 5 this year yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, I'm talking about a new venue A new spot for this year Oh really They're, they're not doing that The waterfront Well it's under construction anywhere Yeah they're doing, they're doing Oh the thing. Thing. So it has to yeah. be somewhere yeah. else I don't know where though At least for this summer um, Then there was the Cinco de Mayo uh, At Amacocina No 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 Oh was it Amacocina Oh. oh yes, it was. That's right. Yo, That's right. Easy on the drinks, man. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> right. Bro, I'm about to shout out to Albany Silicon. Shout out to Um yeah, so that uh that I heard was another uh huge success. It was super packed and we you went, were we there? were there. Yeah, I was there briefly. Oh. right before Civil War. Okay, okay. I yeah. was I was there with um with Fee and Gatto and Angelica Clark Me. and Cleanna, JB, Tanisha, yeah. Um Steven Struess was there. Uh yeah, I hadn't been in there before. It, the vibe was cool. Obviously, because you're rocking, I feel like that helped. Uh normally I probably wouldn't go back to that place. Because it was kind of like uh, Chili's or something in there It reminded me of like uh, One of those like uh, What are those restaurants Like a chain restaurant A little Even though it's just one though There's only not one a chain Oh okay I, I, Yeah I don't know I just was getting this vibe Where it wasn't It didn't seem like Super authentic You know Mexican or, or whatever But um, but it was nice That it's night It's Mexican street food Which is different than like Yeah El that's Mariachi's. not like going to El- The menus are different oh, okay. Yeah you it, It's well, it's good. Food, I, yeah, yeah, it was my first time there, and it was it was a good experience that night. So, um, but uh, yeah, the music was on point, and, uh, yeah, and they did have some really good margaritas. And Tanisha tore the freaking oysters. Yeah, you down. guys were throwing them down. You, you guys were seriously. Yeah, <laughs> tore like, them down. Yeah, I like that you ordered like a tray of oysters, and then you're like, Tanisha, do you want some? Like, do you want to order some for yourself? <laughs> exactly. 
Because <laughs> these are all mine. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the following day, Umana had uh, the Funk uh, Africa show, uh, which was again, it was just so much incredible. incredible. Yeah, I, I keep hearing. I, I was only able to go to like four of these five shows. So <laughs> the one I missed was the Umana one because I was at Joe Paparone's birthday. Shout out to Joe Paparone from Cami. And uh, I heard this was another incredible event there. Yep. This is a long time coming. I think for Umana, this this has to happen there. Like you mm-hmm. know, uh, you said people were just coming in off the street because of the music. Off the street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got to do that at least once every two months. I'm yeah. Weird. It we was a, to, it was man. a great night. I mean, um, Steve was right next to me. Him and I were both in the window. He was right next to me with his small drum machine, mm-hmm. and he just did percussions over the tracks that I, I love played. When that happens. Yeah. The first half, excuse me, the first hour that I spun, we did kind of like slow down tempo African jazz music and and um, like that that King Tubby stuff, like oh. the dub reggae stuff. So oh, we were doing man. that, and he was just doing like like chimes and like cowbells sh- and tambourines. Like, he's he's always on point. He always yeah, puts he the right is, sounds. Yeah, over all those his, sounds. Yeah. Like it was very calming. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then uh, my friend Brandon, aka DJ Properly Chill, yeah, he rocked from nine o'clock to ten o'clock, yeah. and he also has a really great um, just yeah. palette for mm-hmm. like yep. obscure. He's a big uh, Quantic fan. You yep, know? yep, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. And me and Tanisha, we didn't even mean to go there and like stay. We were only coming to get food and the music and the vibe was so dope. Like, you know, people, 3 a.m. Yeah, the like, people were so beautiful. It was yo, like, we hard stopped at 12. Like, boom. Yeah, it was uh, a hard 12 o'clock stop at 12. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and then, yeah, from 11 to t- uh, 11, excuse me, from 10 to 12, it was just all up-tempo, like African house and soca. Just up-tempo, Woo! like very danceable. You would have enjoyed that. Yeah. I know, man. True, Heavy rhythms. Yeah. True approach. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to be out of town. I was out of oh, town yeah. for every single one of these events. <laughs> yeah. but I go out of town in Albany's like lit. We celebrate every time you leave. We celebrate when you leave. Bro. But you know what? You know what's crazy? Because he hit us in the chat. He's like, yo, how much is the Odyssey ticket? <laughs> so I'm thinking he's home. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I had to tell no. my friend. I'm like, Nate, we can, we can put you like, we'll put you on the list, Nate. They yo. <laughs> yo, people, because I'm in Myrtle Beach and dudes are hitting me up oh, really? about the Odyssey show. Yeah. Freaking LaMelle. Yeah. LaMelle hit me up about the Odyssey show. I'm like, LaMelle, you going to an Odyssey show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, what's, That's up. what's up, man. Uh, no, it was a, it was a good yeah. You know, it was just a good week, and then at Mother's Day kind of capped it off. Um, you know, so uh, every, anybody have I know uh, Jackie Williams, who was on our show recently. She had brunch at Umana the following day. I saw her actually. You saw, saw her? There? Yeah. Okay. She said she saw you. Yeah, I saw her. I took her out on Mother's Day, and she goes, "I met uh, somebody with a beach shot hoodie, but I don't think he was there when we did our interview." You know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's definitely Jody. I'm like, it's definitely Jody. I, I remember meeting her. It was the the one Cami meeting that I. Right. Went to and she was yeah, kind of yeah. hosting the the self care yes, check in, yes. uh, which I was immensely affected by, which kind of led this to me is what going, started Tai Chi. This is really, what got me thinking, like, hey, I need to like check in more. That was really powerful. Wow. And, uh, I didn't put that together actually, so, so right now. I remember that. That was where the, you were embracing this elderly woman, yes. like trying to get yeah, okay. And we were breathing. and We were right. I was like, yes, this is right here. Can yeah. I take you with me? Let's go. And uh, yeah, that was dope. It was fun. It was good to see Jack, and it was good to just be there. They were packed, you know, Sunday yeah. for brunch, and uh, and I forget, homie, is in there not Will. 
Bill. I forget the guy's name that I, I remember interviewing the dude. Um, is it the comedian? Dude? The comedian. Yeah, there's a comedian that was in there doing. I forget. Oh, the, I forget homie's name that was in there. What's but, the brown skin um, cat's name? But Thick. they were in there running around. They were all busy. At Justin's. And, uh, they had the the leg the leg of lamb shank. Uh, yeah. Poached egg Benedict with the mint hollandaise. It was oh, banging. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> when, I, when I brought my wife out and uh, and uh, you know my, her parents and red velvet waffles. Oh, rock. It was good. That sounds it was amazing. That's beyond that. I uh, I babies me and Tanisha we babysat. Um, Daniel Summerhill's new baby Genesis Daniel Summerhill and Kiana Summerhill the baby first yeah, yeah man and and she was such a little doll for us the whole day we had her all day nice. Tanisha don't get no fucking baby but we had a good time we had a good time babysitting shout out to Daniel who just dropped his book Crafted oh yeah yeah which is amazing that, yep, yep. Uh, yeah so much so much happening I feel like so all of this much, is like a man. precursor to the Beach Shop Music Festival yeah, so pretty much. if you miss any of these shows These are all like Kind of us just prepping For the music festival There's gonna be a poetry sec- segment Like you just mentioned uh, Daniel Summerhill We're gonna have uh, Obviously uh, hip hop artists come up There's there's gonna be a film portion Like if you missed The We Stole the Show film all So right. the Beach Up Music Festival Is coming in July What is it 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th I don't know <laughs> Don't do that According, according to Amadi It's <laughs> yeah. like five so It's a week long Amadi <laughs> had us do that shit For a week We were like Whoa <laughs> So, so uh, th- those pre-sales Are, are gonna go up soon uh, This is something You really wanna uh, Be prepared for Several People have asked me the date to request work off. Good. I request a work off for it. Okay. Uh, so that, it's serious business. This isn't like yeah, you, this isn't like a usual crazy. show. Like I'll stay up late and go in late in the morning. No, take take the weekend off. Right. Yep. And spend it with you know enjoying art and uh, celebrating uh, what we have going on in, in this area and beyond because it's just a beautiful weekend and, and graffiti uh, artists, everything, boxes, yep. poets, yep. all right, uh, producers, MCs, break dancers, all, all going to be all there. Of that. All right. So movie makers. Let's it's let's all gonna be let's there. seriously get into the first block of music. When we come back, we have a lot to cover. We're going to talk about Royster Five Nine uh, and yeah. also interracial uh, adoption and some some other cool things. So I'm going to play. Like. I'm going to play some Royster Five Nine. Sweet. Do that. that. Perfect. Start Perfect. off right. some off some of his new album. Happy Chat Radio. Word. Artistic, he wants my attention. This just might be my defining moment. Let them work. 
It's my time now, nigga. Let them wait. Pick up the phone. Tell them hold. Let them wait. Old friends coming to their senses, trying to reconcile after I fell out with them. But fuck them niggas. Let them wait. Wait. I'm here for that green, for that moolah. You scheme, I see right through ya. I'm regal like a king, father, king as I moved up. One thing's for sure, I think they do know that me and Porter and Jay Uno, we don't play no games, no, we play sumo. We can be shy. Tomorrow, I work even harder to even the sorrow Scored by the horrors of this project monster Papa was in the Rolling Stone Papa just wandered off His memory's so vague I remember him kind of But it's okay I don't need no reminders No way, Granny I got this, I promise I miss you I wish I could kiss you I'm living so honest No more lobbies I'm selling in Don't worry about somebody telling him Gotta grab a Mac 11 Put your melon in Nah, I'm with Eminem And record selling him World tours, groupies Grabbing, pulling on Joel again Tell a friend, tell a friend Go and tell a friend I'm an elephant When I saw him through Anybody relevant Moves out the way Anybody non-relevant Says what they say I just let him feel Yeah, hate Breathe laughter, please hate me after You're done sucking shady's massive penis Doing intravenous and Dr. Dre smacks you Till then, please come to terms with I'ma be your favorite rapper Children, gather round Here's a story about the game I'm at Be shy The rhyme is so raw most these rappers lead the seminar You copy the same schematics You making the same songs You thought that you were the only But understand it's the physical Artistry manifests with no ideas original art Sick is creation No need for further analysis Plus the beats bang Prestige giving me calluses Even if it's a song Proving it all again Selling out all the shows Never selling out who I am Mild temper venter Chronic keep me casual Formally introduced to a journey Get to the natural roller through Two zeros then preceded by one Lace like your woven tennis shoes before you go run Danger, danger, Will Robinson uh, There's a crisis here, nappy ain't dirty Racist man, it's just a type of hair Nightmares have just begun There's no enticing hum Limbs relax, but your music pop like a bike R.I.P. to the CD, can't even play my hits Cause new computer shit without the means to play the shit We love the boost of speed, we love the memory It got me feeling like we're nothing like we used to be R.I.P. to the CD, can't even play my hits Cause new computer shit without the means to play this shit We love the boost of speed, we love the memory It got me feeling like we're nothing like we used to be Used to be, be shy We got our ways, but ain't we human beings too If our lives don't matter, no lives matter Thus, life of our future, dying is unacceptable Living for what we believe in is life uh, itself And that in itself is beautiful uh, people. Be 
beautiful people Let's take a second and think We continue these issues Our ship will drown and be sink This is nothing political This is so we be sink Stick together forever And we will weather the rain We will weather the storm Let's try to move on Build a better community So our children be numb Transform from arms and bombs Like Vietnam Teach your kid how to eat And teach your kid how to farm Watch what you put in your body So we can live it long Mind, body, and soul intact Product is strong This rap ain't no lap It's more like a marathon This track ain't no track Just something I said it on Live life in harmony Put love in your arms Forgive to receive The blessing of peace and calm Just the product of Malcolm X and Farrakhan Martin Luther and Marvin Gaye All do a ghetto song Follow, I lead you. Time to put down the pipes, the liquor bottles and needles. Treat your family right, and my man daughter need you. Grandma, auntie, and cousin. OG told you about Duggan, but he ain't mounting nothing. He on top of that oven, still on top of that corner. His little niggas be drumming. Blicker, blacker, they walking, they finna hit you with something. Jack a lantern with him as they finna open your pumpkin. Popping your collar, pippin', and this ain't nothing about stunting. If you ain't talking Duggan, then you ain't talking about nothing. Bullshit, I'm the Pope, I think I am on to something. I wanna empower people, wanna empower people. White, purple, and yellow, and all of my brown people. We can be positive, though the negativity kill you. First, start with your friends, then move a whole town of people. Got no time for a date, that's that date is with fake. Got my eyes on the prize, it's too occupying. You want a slice, but it's too hot to spy in. You want a steak, but it's too hot to buy in. Me, I be too high, I'm too high, I'm too high, I'm too high for games, and I'm too high for liars. Fuck TSA, cause I'm too high for flying. Fuck NSA, cause I'm satellites too high, they do all the spying. Fuck all the leaders, that's too high of power, they do all the lying and treat us like prisoners. I mean, who is the enemy here? You are, I am, but you are not real enough coward. That's why all the dirt that you're doing, you do all in hiding. But I am no better. 
better I can see all of your terrors Still remain quiet and wonder in private and silence Like if I just speak on it With the people go buy it Fuck it, just do it for self I am the man and supplier A trial by fire I am the man But I'm too high to riot I'm too high to riot I'm just too high to riot Boss you in the city, baby, now I'm on the road Pockets full of money, left them all on the floor Probably should claim all the hoes that I fucked on my customs declaration Check the faces all through my crew, it's like every race So to call me racist, so fucking basis But until your nation apologize I fuck your European bitches for every African nation they colonize And Addison Coppers there to follow my dollar signs And boosting my bottom line, and you don't wanna hear it fine They used to make it a crime to fuck white women But damn, better give me a lot of time Free love, whole world mixed up Fuck boy, you out of time So what could Brown do for you, UPS nigga I done flew about the nest nigga The world bigger than the block Man, that's why they killed pie Couldn't stop us, we still looking for the rest nigga Fiends But I'm too high to riot I'm too high to riot I'm just too high to riot Boss you in the city, baby Now I'm on Pockets full of money Left them all Rappity, rappity, rap, rap, rap Cheer Hey. Pockets full of money, left them all on the floor But I'm too high to riot, I'm too high to riot I'm just too high to riot, I'm too high to riot Yo, Beggars Canyon Studios opens in two weeks Yeah Just ordered a Mac Mini Be Let's make this shy. money, people and Come pay us we're back Welcome back to Beach Eye Radio at Beach Eye Radio on Twitter. We had a lot, a lot of people hitting us up during the break. Yeah. Who, who was with us? Everybody was with us. But before oh, I easy. do the shout outs, man, I want to give a big, huge shout out to uh, Bezo Lay and his lady. They just have had a baby girl. Her name is Ivy Sophia Glover. Hey. Bezo Lay the rapper? Yeah. Dope. Just now. I'm, I'm looking at pictures right now. Cute little baby. Cute nice, little baby. Nice. And um, Ivy's dope. Yes, Ivy's. Remember, remember a few weeks ago we talked about when when babies were born the most, and it was the summer. But I, th- I think it was August. But what's yo? It's a lot of babies. Yeah, definitely. There's babies. Definitely. They come. I'm scared. <laughs> right? Strap up. Knock on wood. <laughs> yo, yo, our pullout game better be sick, fam. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> it's not quite beach shot after dark. But, uh, who's, uh, who's on the check-in? Uh, shout out to Kleana and Tanisha on the check-in. Shout out to Alaska. Shout out to Tara on the check-in. Shout out to Josh Donnelly. That's my boy. Shout out to Matt Murray, of course, Amanda, Schroeder, uh, Celestine, Amando. I don't know who that is. It may, it may just be a typo. It may be a typo. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Lindsay, El Sphinx. Shout out to Scout. El Sphinx, calm down, bro. Calm down. <laughs> Shout out to Melissa Fleck. Casey Orcutt, shout out to Royce the Five Nine who retweeted us yesterday or last hey, night. Yeah. Uh, shout out to MC Shady, shout out to V Marie, shout out to Gabby Canzeri and Digi Delgado, Tyra Didi Didi, Didi, Didi Delgado, my bad. Tyra Powell and uh, DJ Italy, and shout out to of course Albany Distilling Company. Hey, 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 okay, absolutely. Hiccup. Yo, uh, you mentioned the Royce Five Nine tweet. <laughs> So uh, Casey, Casey Orca of, of Beat Shop Music uh, And also BET or whatever In the source <laughs> she, did a, she did an interview With BET uh, Interviewing Royce the 5'9 And uh, we actually tweeted that out uh, You can It's on our Twitter feed And we posted it on I think the Beat Shop Radio page uh, But it's really cool uh, It's actually a day in the life Of Royce and, and one of the things He encounters is this interview And he mentions her specifically And how he liked her interview Because she was just She had some uh, questions That he hadn't been asked yet On the tour She just had a 
unique uh, approach to the interview. So uh, one of the still photos of it was just like her kind of reading interview questions off her phone, and then you see Royce Five Nine in the background. So immediately, like anytime I see like an image of somebody holding an electronic device and I can see the screen, I you know I I try to I want to Photoshop something like naughty on the screen. So I like tweeted. Oh, at, so you photoshopped that? You thought, <laughs> bro, I thought she was actually yeah. on PH no. looking at that right now. So time. she's reading questions off her phone, and then I put Pornhub on her phone. <laughs> so then, like, I tweeted at Royce the Five Nine, and I was like, "Yo, while, you know, while Casey Orko was interviewing you, she was uh, she was on Pornhub." So then he retweets it, and then we get a bunch of like followers on the B Shot Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> so at like three o'clock in the morning oh, last night, Royce shit. the Five Nine is is laughing. He puts up like the the laughing crying emoji at at Casey Orko. <laughs> so he's he's laughing at Casey. Uh, but it, that was cool. That was dope. It's good to know that he's uh you know oh, he, he does and Twitter. Ariella is on the check in also. Hey, shout out to Ariella. I just saw her at Cami. Right, right. Yeah, a lot, yes. yo, shout out to the whole Cami. Yeah, yeah, word, yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see. Uh, what was it? Oh, we just played Royce to Five Nine. Yeah, we did, uh, and yeah. some other stuff. You and know. some other stuff. Uh, we wanted to, to review uh, Royce to Five Nine. Uh, we had uh, so many people have been telling me. I don't know if this is going to happen to you guys. Like, check out the new Royce project. Yeah. Um, he's Royce has always been a favorite, especially among I feel like pretty much a lot of people who are just hip hop heads, and just also people who are just even casual listeners of hip hop. And as he got more notoriety because of his uh, affiliation with Eminem and everything, he became more of a, a mainstream, you know, mainstream name. Right. Uh, so, first impressions of the albums. The album, new album is called Layers. Bro, I, I it was enjoyed fir- it. Was, it. Wasn't this the highest selling? He was number one on the Billboard. Or yep. the, was he? The he, hip-hop. He beat out, yeah, he beat out, he beat out Rihanna. He oh, took over the number up. one spot yep. over Rihanna. Oh. Yep. And, and I like it because it showed him... It showed it showed his depth, mm-hmm. and he was able to touch on topics and not just rap and spit bars. Like I love spitting bars, I love hearing bars, but right. I want you to talk about something that I can relate to too. He's Royce the Five Nine is a thirty eight or thirty nine year old black African American. Talk about some shit that you're going through, and that's what he did on this album. Okay, and so I enjoyed it. Listen to it. I listened to it. You listened to it. Okay, very much enjoyed it. Layers was dope. Um, yeah, like we were talking about, he's you know this is a dude that you know I feel like has never put out bad music, like yeah. he's, he's like never really put out anything whack. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say maybe like a mainstream name, but certainly like a household name as far as it's more familiar. But uh, but never really got the the shot. I feel like he's always been like an underdog type yeah, yeah. of artist, and he's like every project is like you know a little bit more. And I feel like the last year and a half he's just been putting out stellar projects. Yeah, from well, the prime the, yeah, album, the prime stuff definitely got some traction, uh, which was with uh, with premiere. And, right, and there's two of them, right? Oh there's yeah, a, man, I love that. There's project. only one. There's, oh, the one, there's, there's second only one. one. There's a second one. There's oh, a second coming one out. coming. They kind of did yeah. it where they did like the EP and then did like a deluxe version of it with a oh, bunch okay. more songs and some like bonus tracks okay. and just like dope features and it was uh it was great and it was great like that was kind of like uh to me that was like a very much like an underground uh wish list type album like yep. to me it was hearing Royce rap with like everybody who I thought was nice that was still in the same category of like you know the you know the over 35 rappers who are just nice and like saying real shit and yeah, right. can just murder any beat well, really. what a, what a right. co-sign for Primo because you know Primo's getting hit by everyone in the industry and right. for him to right. say, yo, I'm doing an EP Word. with Royce. That kind of speaks to Royce's talent and his consistency. And well, they had the mixtape projects they were doing back and forth for a while that yep. were really phenomenal. Uh, and you know, every a bunch beat of years that back freaking that were Primo so dope. made that that Royce spit over was incredible. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. The beat and lyrics, incredible. Yep. Yep. Don't stop yep. Now I, I it's re- like Gangstar, but not, mm, but yeah. not. Right. <laughs> well, the third wheel of that was, uh, was I mean, Adrian Young, and that was the, <laughs> to me the sound. And what I really enjoyed about that particular album was was Adrian Young. Uh, you know the 
still through Primo and, and then have Royce and then everybody that was nice over that. With the Layers album, it's, you know, we get to hear more of, a, I guess, more of like a familiar industry sound. It was kind of like a indus- more industry album, I guess you could say. More, I guess, quote unquote, mainstream type production. Um, though the, there wasn't, even even in that, there was more of a, I should say it was tracks we don't really t- really hear like Royce rhyme over. Yeah, typically. Generally, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. It features like Rick Ross um, and, uh, you know, cats like that that are more, you know, mainstream names as opposed to the last album that had, you know, Doom on it and had like, you right. know, Killer Mike on it and like stuff like that. Right. Who was on um, that Royce, Ross track? Uh, was it, uh, not Kendrick, uh, who the hell was it? I forget it was because there's three people on that track. It was it was, was uh, Schoolboy Q on that album. I forget. No, no, no. nah, nah. Uh, I know Q Mr. Porter was on the album uh, from D12, uh, but yeah. So I really like the Prime albums. Uh, I like them a little more because I felt like the the production was just consistent, and or, I like when Royce isn't really in control of the music part of it. You know, because Royce can right. rap. Everyone knows Royce can rap, but I don't really necessarily think that he is like the best at putting albums together. Right? Like some of my favorite rappers can't really put albums together. Like Cannabis, it's like that type of Cannabis. situation. Sucks when it comes to putting an oh. album together. When it comes to putting an album, no one together. can rap like who's rapping at cannabis level. You know, no so, one. Even today, no one's yeah. fucking with cannabis. And, uh, and Royce has proven himself time and time again, especially on uh, features. Like if Royce is on a feature track, he's right. got the best verse. Like right, that's right, pretty right. much just a given right. at this point. The thing uh, that I think that made Prime so incredible was yeah. that they had one producer yeah. and one person that yeah, they sampled from. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you picked one, two albums from one person's catalog. Right. You know what I'm saying? You sampled it. all of that shit. Oh, oh, push it, it, made it, right. it made it like a push. succinct yeah, it work. Of it was very project. cohesive. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah. cohesive. So, so the, the title track from Layers has uh, Pusha T and uh, and Rick Ross, as we were just mentioning. Yes, and that's a dope track. Um, and there were you know there were a few joints on there that I really enjoyed. Uh, I think the one that stood out to me the most was uh, Gotta Know. That's towards the end. Um, and also Layers, which which I mentioned was the title track. And I kind of liked the track Dope, which was interesting. Um, but here's what, uh, uh, the Tabernacle was the first video that came out. It was right. like the first single, right? right? And this is like the six minute diatribe where he's telling the story of the night his grandmother passed, the night his spoiler alert, Matt Murray, uh, the night his <laughs> grandmother passed, the night his child was born, and right. the night he met he Eminem. Eminem. All yep. This all happened right. in the same night. Now right. this is an amazing story, crazy. And story. Uh, I thought I thought the the track itself was interesting, but th- this album was supposed to be like his um, personal, you know, a more personal ode to him. So I thought it was. I, I don't think it necessarily worked well with him doing the more mainstream production. First of all, I think he sounds better on just uh, underground beats. You know. Right. Right. It didn't sound like he didn't change his style up to match these new beats, which some artists can do, and, and I don't, I don't he think he really to? did. But did I he think he to? did because it didn't it didn't stand out to me like he was writing songs. It was like, okay, I just wrote this beat over some boom bap, and now I'm going to play it on top of some mm. uh, industry shit, and it didn't work for me. And I also uh, another criticism I have of his storytelling, and um, and, and I've noticed this with other times he's told stories, is that he's really like a chronological storyteller. That doesn't mean you're telling a good story. Like he can he can tell you what happened in rhyme form, but that's there's a difference between being a storytelling rapper and knowing how to tell a story with a climax and an end and like a you know a little twist and like something you like tell a story and just say this is what happened during my day and I'll make it rhyme you know so I had that issue because I think there's a difference between just being able to recite your day in rhyme form and actually conveying a good story and that was my issue with Tabernacle was that as he was going through the day I just felt like he was just describing shit and not really putting together a story not everybody can be Nas and Biggie They, they can't and, and and that's fine, but it's just like I'm I, or to English me, majors that takes away from the well, yeah, right. Well, I guess, <laughs> true, but, true. but I just think when true. you're telling a story, it needs to be more than look look what I'm able to tell you what and continue to rhyme. Like you really have to have uh, there, there's there's components to a good story to any good story, 
And I just felt like he he just was like, I'm gonna. He's got bars for days. He, he's gonna rap for seven minutes and just tell you everything that happened on that crazy day. And it's right. such an interesting story that it still made the song compelling. But I don't see him as a strong storyteller, so it's hard for him to really get personal with a lot of his music because he's not he's not Joe Budden. Like Joe Budden tells a story. Joe Budden can tell me what we have for lunch, and I'd be into it because he yeah. knows how to tell a story. That is true. And, and Royce Royce d- didn't do that. Royce has bars for days, but I think most of his bars are like on some uh, feature rap braggadocious stuff, which is fun. But when you're doing an album, it's different than a feature. So for me, it was just like he he his album was brag brag brag, and now here's a story about a day I had brag brag brag. Here's a story about my wife catching me cheating brag brag brag. <laughs> so I just it didn't seem that personal. It just seemed like he was trying to oh he was trying to do something different. He has on one track that track shine. He says I'm not dying without a classic, and I was just like well you are first of all uh, <laughs> because you're trying to make a classic and that doesn't work. You don't try to make classics. You just make classics. He's got classics in my mind. <laughs> all right, but it's not this so one. It's not this so one. But, but boom, you don't he, think boom's a classic? He doesn't think he has a classic though. If for him to say I'm not dying without a classic, and he's talking about um the layers, he in his mind he hasn't. He's he's still got shit to prove. Yeah, boom's a classic though. So I, he's that's got already just got one a song. That's just a song. Oh, he wants a whole album. That's yeah, what are you talking about? Classic? Yeah, not just a dope track. Yeah, like he. I I don't think he has a classic album, and I don't think it's layers. I agree. So, so he and, and the fact that he wants one is I think holding him back. <laughs> you know, it's like don't try to make a classic. Jay Z didn't uh, make reasonable I doubt and be like I'm going to make a classic record. No, you just like do with, it with with him and the, with the stuff that he's putting out. I feel like uh, I get the sense like he's really just getting warmed up. I feel like by the time we get this next prime album, yep. by the time we get really anything after this, it's going to be like it's just more fuel for the fire. I feel like listening to him and listen to the last kind of three ply projects between Prime. Uh, this album layers the trust the shooter mixtape which came yep. out a couple of uh, a couple of months ago um you know there's a lot that he's talking about as far as the you know the alcohol addiction and getting past that yeah, and, yeah he's uh, sober now yeah and, and as far as the storytelling storytelling stuff that you're talking about it's interesting to me because the dude that i always compare him in and really the only other person i put him in the category of is eminem like i always think about yeah. him and eminem and and especially now where we talk about eminem a lot as being this kind of character who's maybe the greatest rapper of all time but we're what not, we can't but we nah. can't stop but that we on this very show we talk about hey potentially the best rapper of all time but we never listen to any of their songs where no actually I, I listen to a lot of M shit I think he's phenomenal but he's definitely not the greatest of all time his songs are wack where I see the parallel between he's these dope. two and I see the I'm sure. as far as two people that were you know were friends were, were comrades were rhyme partners and that uh, people that can push each other have similar stories and right. where listening to like I remember listening to Eminem's album and thinking like damn I hope Royce can do some shit like that or like the, the Bad Meets Evil album thinking like I really can't yeah. wait for Royce to really just yep. get busy to hear it because it's like it's great the, to me I'm still like this the joint he did on the Static Selected the Static Selected Lucky 7 album oh, what was that, that and I forget the name of the joint but it was just phenomenal and it's him just like rhyming rapping his ass off and uh, and some of the, with this album there's certain tracks where from song to verse to verse you can tell where alright he wrote this verse but he might be freestyling this one and like mm-hmm. this way that he does this kind of verbal gymnastics like to me that's his yeah. thing it's like this way to kind of like line line but then when I reference in his third line it's really gonna like come back to the first part of what I said yeah, there's a lot here. of wordplay like, happening yeah but that's I, why I mess with Royce though like he's it's cool but I can wordplay. only take so much of that I really want to hear what he's saying sometimes and just I think sometimes he's trying to impress so much with tech, technicality and a lot of DC rap, uh, no, the Detroit rappers right. do this and I think Eminem kind of caused that where it's like people are like I really want to just make a dope syntax and have a good rhyme scheme and right. be doing some craziness with my right. with my you and know had verbiage. That line, yeah. He had that line where he was like, you're not even impressed no more. You're used to it. You yeah, know, yeah. It's 
like when I really think in listening to this album, kind of listening to it on the fly, the way that I did to just even talk about it tonight, I've kept thinking about that line in like this way. That's like this is yeah. all really technically dope. Like every song and every line, there's something like that's dope about yeah, it. Yeah. But I, but again, I didn't love it as much as I loved the Prime album. There's certain yeah, things yeah. That I didn't love where there's certain the handfuls of songs in there that are like phenomenal to me. I so I Tabernacle I thought was such an amazing song that I didn't it really is, enjoy yeah. anything else that I heard after, after it. That, yeah. As far as listening to the album, I was like that was fucking amazing yeah. and I think as, right. as somebody that maybe hasn't heard Royce like that or hasn't maybe not be as familiar it's a great introductory song Tabernacle is I think it's the best it's the best song on the album it's great he, despite, somebody that's, yeah. I'm a fan of his and I feel like it's not a story that I've ever heard before yeah, as far as the you know the son on the fifth floor grandma on the ninth floor whatever that was but uh, phenomenal I, I yep. just thought that true, was great true you were about to say something no oh okay uh, a lot <laughs> I started messing with Royce like hard body after boom but when he did um Haley Selassie karate with um um, 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 Farrell Monch, Gene Gray. Yes. He murdered that. So dope. And they, they have this thing where the murdered characters it. that they created, the assassins that they created right. in that song, that have carried over from album to album, where yep. like Gene talks about her character and her, Royce kind of like me, this whole, like two albums now of this assassin character kind of going through this post, uh, you know, war uh, depression and like, it's really fascinating. So it's like, and, and Royce kind of shows up. Royce. And it's like, it's really amazing. They, they got Who is actually, and Royce is better than Eminem. Let's, I let's say, it. I would say, it. I would definitely yeah, say. It. I now, like yeah. him better than Eminem. I, I, he's better. He's better than yeah. Eminem, man. Even I agree. He's better I, than you M&M. know what? I agree with that. I agree with that. And I like his music better than Eminem. I don't know why we're even comparing him to Eminem. But he's been in Eminem's shadow up together. because he came out in bad. They music. came. Look, right. they came right. up together. And that's as far as that goes. Yeah. They're two I, yo, very different per- said, people. Josh Donnelly said Eminem is the, is definitely the best gift rapper of all time. <laughs> oh shit! Yo, Eminem, yo, Eminem's recorded material sucks as far as I'm concerned. It all, all sucks. All of it. Wow. Yo, but the messed up thing is he's really dope and talented. Right. Yeah. But he's all his recorded talented. shit sucks. He's talented though, man. He is. Uh, I can't take that away from him. Technically, he's one of the best MCs on technicality. Yeah. Alone. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that statement, like, and I, I won't say all of his recorded stuff. T- most sucks of it, because, most yeah, of I it. would say most of it, and I, I grew it so fast. Um, Royce the Five Nine, I got into because of the whole beef between D Twelve Eminem's group and and Royce when they were going at it, and Royce, oh, Royce dropped right, Royce right. dropped this track called Malcolm X, and at the time I was not a Royce fan, I was a D Twelve fan, yeah. and I was just like, oh y'all, you just murdered D- my favorite right, rap right, group right, right now. <laughs> right. Uh, so and like, you see their passes, they got Mr. Porter and uh, you know Denine. I love Denine, yeah, yo, Denine is dope, and like singing the hooks and like. Yo, it's, his it's, production and his singing here is that incredible. They, you know that yep. all kind of came back, and you know, obviously, it's still Team Shady, and you can hear him talking about that and the Slaughterhouse stuff. And and honestly, yep. listen to this album. I was in my head. I'm hoping that it inspires a dude like Eminem to mm. put out an album where he doesn't necessarily feel like he has to be a cartoon character. He could just yes, be like that would be nice. exactly. He's a always a goddamn cartoon age, character, man. And rap about what he's going through, like Royce just did, and have it be amazing, like Royce's album Stop was. Stop killing your wife, Eminem. Yeah, we get it. We get it. You know. Stop taking. Taking your daughter to school. Stop, She's in college. Stop, now. stop, stop, stop saying the f word. Like you, you, stop saying the homo the word. The shot value is over. Like we get it. It's we not even. It. Yeah, it's like, not cool it's anymore. Ninety nine. Like, yeah. So you know, like he, 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 no growth. No right. growth. That Royce yeah. does very well. That I think as far as uh, as far as this content. You too, Kanye. There's uh, it, so, you know, Kanye doesn't can, say. He's wait, current. what? Kanye doesn't say that. 
Kanye is one of the most progressive rappers in terms of like anti homophobia ever. He's and he's been saying it for like ten years. Like we need to chill with that because he was trying to break into the fashion industry and they're like you're a fag, right? You know, so I feel like he's actually really he's he's definitely got misogyny. He's problematic misogyny. That's what I was referring. Speaking of Kanye, real quick, why wasn't all day on freaking? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Life of Pablo. On my theory on that, Yo. that was a mixtape. We're going to get the album this summer. Yo, why the fuck is Life of Pablo Good not summer. on Amazon? Like, I haven't even listened to it yet. Yeah, you can oh. only get I it on Tidal, fam. Yo, you know what? F Tidal. No, I don't even want to listen to it. I don't even want. I don't even care. <laughs> you need to you know listen why? to it. Because we're he's on Ultralight Beams. He's turning down Bad you, Money. You know he's no, not. Listen, no, you no, need to listen to it just for Ultralight Beams. And speaking of Ultralight Beams, feature Chance the Rapper. Friday, Chance, three drops. And on Ultralight Beams, on the Life of Pablo, he says, you know, we need to do a good ass job with Chance 3 mm. and I think he's going to he really he dropped a track um, last week called Blessings on the Jimmy mm. Fallon show right, it's right. dope it, watch the video if you haven't seen it, it. yo I cannot wait for this album uh, Chance is just ill and this is actually a mixtape um, but he's he's really building up his interest in Chance and I think The Life of Pablo that one verse was the best verse on the album and it Same caused feeling. it caused people to go and listen to his whole catalog right. so uh, Chance 3 drops Friday the 13th mm. you should definitely check that out I, I cannot wait for that to come is out. it only on title or it's can probably, I buy it on Amazon? It's probably only on Dat Piff or something because it's a mixtape. Oh, tape. it's a mixtape. Yeah, yeah, so Dat it might, it might, It'll be on Google Play. So in other words, it's free, so it's all yeah, good. Yeah. Put all, all this right, stuff cool. out for free exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Don't so, worry, oh, okay. don't worry, Masai. I'll put the uh, link in. Be yeah, right. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Yo. Uh, yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, there was some uh, conversation this week about having mixtapes and free music be included in the Grammy nominations because rappers have been putting out free music and mixtapes for years right. because of copyright infringement, basically. And it's like the copyright law don't really jibe well with what hip hop is all about kind of sampling and flipping beats and so uh, there was always this like uh, you know for pr- promotional use only even when we used to put out um, demo tapes back in the day mm-hmm. right promotional use only hope you don't get sued by whoever because you're rapping over somebody beat so now um, people are trying to make it so that you can put free music uh, and have a category for it well, in the Grammys which I think I would ask, be cool let me ask this and I can't uh, well, let me just ask the question so if you, you if you so if you sample something Make a song and put it out on a free mixtape. You can get away with that. Like no one's going to come after you. They only come yeah. after you if you Promotion charge. Promotion yeah, use only yeah, is a money. way to get by. Really? Yes. That's how you don't get sued or playing music at way. weddings and stuff. You know, oh. if you are selling it and you are making more, uh, you are making money off it. They're more apt to come get you and get their piece for that. If especially if you're doing it at a level where hey, you're making a lot of money and you're getting a lot of. That's where you get like the cease and desist or the, you know, I think about um. But they won't shut you down on a free mixtape. Nah. Oh, that's what's up. Nah. And by the way, at weddings you can play the music. It's not not because of that. It's because the venues should all have music licenses. Oh, okay. Who knows if they do? Yeah. But you know, ultimately the venue is responsible for having a license to play to play music. And cool. Speaking of music license, uh, the new local radio station that's coming up. uh, I forget the the call numbers, the call letters for it. But they have a show tomorrow. uh, And JB, you're going to be there. Yeah, I'm going to go up oh. there and I'm going to talk about B-Shot Radio and B-B-B-B-Shot, um, <laughs> how we started and what we're doing and they want to actually acclimate us into what they're doing. Yep. Oh, that's what's up. So, so this is, uh, let's have that convo. Uh, yeah. What's it called? It's the community, it's a fundraiser for the community radio station. Uh, I believe it's called, sorry, I'm trying to find the, what's the location of this? I'm looking for it right it's now. It's Wednesday, uh, May 11th, that's tomorrow, 2016. Isn't it going to be at it's, Grand Street? Uh, uh, or yeah. is it going to be at uh, Cami? 
Uh, no, it's not. It's not at the Cami thing. Uh, hang on, it's five to seven p.m. So I have horrible internet connection here. It's right. I, I sent it to you in the in the Facebook chat. If you could pull that up. Yeah, I'm looking. What is this Wakanda soccer Thundercats logo? Oh, here it is. One thirty six Madison Avenue. <laughs> oh, I just put up a picture of Wakanda because the Wakanda. That's the Wakanda flag. Because Wakanda. Because Wakanda. <laughs> uh, so, so okay. So it's tomorrow Wednesday. It's the one thirty six Madison Ave. That's VNR Italian Restaurante. Uh, and a I think JB's uh, portion is around six o'clock. We're just gonna, right. he's going to talk about the radio show a little bit. Stop. We're hopefully going to be in syndication in Albany and Troy with both these community radio stations that are coming up. Yep. Um, so it's just important. That I think there's uh, you know more outlets and media run by the community for the community. Just people in the community putting out uh, these you know these these uh, this information you know so it's not filtered. It's not restricted by by really anything. So uh, if you get a chance, go down to the fundraiser. You can talk to uh, uh, Musa and some of the other people involved with the radio station. Joe about, Cologne, Musa, yep. mad people are yep. involved about with getting it. get some of this airwaves like get into this airwave if you have a podcast or you have a, a radio show or you have an idea for a show you think we'd be good go down to this uh again it's gonna be 136 madison avenue tomorrow between five and seven meet some of the people who have helped set up this station and they're trying to find content so in doing so even if you're an mc they're looking for people to just send them songs if you make music they're looking for independent local music to put on and fill this these airwaves you got 24 right. hours a day seven days a week that's a lot of radio to fill um you can't fill it all with just one or two shows so um take take this opportunity Opportunity. Um, and right now, they can't play uh, so-called copyrighted industry yep, right. music. They don't have the license for it. So oh, they don't, they're not licensed no, they for that they're yet. Not yeah, yeah so, all you, so all you mixtape junkies word. be paying people to play their stuff coming up to me while I'm DJing a party and asking me to play your CD, yo. Yep. Stop doing that. Bro I, do, bro, I haven't done that in like four or five years. <laughs> four or five days. Four or five days. <laughs> yo, 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 you got a microphone? <laughs> yo, you got a, yo, you got a mic I can rock right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Why you do don't you hear Michael Jackson playing right now? I got broads in Wakanda. All right. So uh, one thing I want to talk about tonight was the uh, interracial adoption. Now, there was a, a, an article that came out on NPR in 2014, I believe. And the, the title of the article was Black Babies Cost Less to Adopt. And uh, a lot of people didn't, I, I think at the time, people didn't really realize that there are, you know, when you when you adopt a child, there's there's money that's involved. There's there's fees you have to pay. There's uh, there's demand for certain children and, and uh, lack of demand for other children. And what it comes down to is uh, you have to have a certain amount of income and, uh, and resources to adopt children. And the children who are in less demand have these cuts, basically, like they, they, they require less resources to adopt. And the least adopted children are black children so they're the easiest to get essentially and you need they're just cheaper uh so what, what I wanted to talk about a little bit was uh, issues with uh, interracial adoption because it really only goes one way. Very rarely do you have black families adopting and especially adopting white uh, kids. So it predominantly goes white families who have these, this money and these resources adopting children of color. Uh, and in some way, you know, and there's like kind of two sides to this coin because you have, in some ways, you have a child that's up for adoption and now is a home. and But you also have this culture gap usually uh, occurring where. Uh, the white family may not be, you know, up on the kid's culture or really they're more interested in, in assimilating the kid than letting the, the kid learn about his own culture. Uh, does anybody have any one experience with adoption just in general that they want to talk about? And what are your thoughts about um, uh, interracial adoption? And also, if anyone's seen the movie Losing Isaiah, which was like Halle Berry and it was kind of, kind of talking about. Okay. Oh, I didn't see that one. Okay. And it was kind of just talking I about. I remember that one for sure. Yeah. I got, a, white I got an aunt and an uncle uh, that are actually interracial couple. Okay. Um, uh, white woman, black 
men and they've been together they have two kids of their own and um, a couple of kids outside of their immediate marriage as well and so now that uh, when they when they're uh, my cousins David and Danny their first uh, their boys together were a little older I remember they had uh, my cousin uh, Quavon that they had uh, like a fresh air fun kind of situation where this guy this kid lived in the city um, my aunt and uncle lived downstate a little bit outside of the Newburgh Poughkeepsie area um, and they would have um, uh, you know this guy come through and kind of stay with them for the summer uh, for some you know or uh, you know for a few months of the year stay with them and then he would kind of go back and, and stay in the city um, after a bunch of years of doing that they adopted him outright and um and uh, it's been great, you know. And he's he's now, you know, you know, a young man. I think he's living on his own now, and you know, he's got an apartment. But it was something that uh, that was my introduction to at least the fresh air uh, thing. And I thought that it was great. And you know, we welcomed him into our family. And I, you know, it was the first uh, my first experience with that as far as. Uh, um, adoption and and okay. that outside of my my mother that was into uh, worked in foster care for a bunch of years in Delhi oh, and uh, was into that for for a while so it was I was brought up around that and experienced that as far as like, and it was positive essentially like oh yeah and, okay. and all and all you know all good things and uh, uh, if if there was any downside it was maybe the fact that I always thought that my mother uh, you know like to discipline uh, myself and my sister like she would kind of like train her foster parents or some of these parents and training oh, okay. to discipline <laughs> their kids you know which was uh you know was very uh I don't know how to This is kind of like By the state kind of punishment oh, I guess okay, Which okay. was just like a, Just more uh, We didn't get hit more with branches clinical. I guess It was yeah, just yeah, different It's like uh, institutional it's just, punishment Yeah some, different yeah. Shit. Yeah, some other different yeah, shit How do you feel about um, the, f- the supply and demand With adoption Do you think kids Who are least likely To get adopted Should be easier to get I think I think any kid Yeah I think any kid That is uh, You know And I don't know How the, then you then go To say like Hey this kid is in more need Than this kid is Um but if there's uh it's weird because I, I think that there's got to be there's a certainly a thing with like people that like fetishize uh, you know or have like a where they're like you know oh I'd love to have a little black kid you know what I mean yeah. or, or like that kind of thing where and but I don't know that how many people are out there really uh, you know putting the money down and really like yeah. doubling down on on like on the accessory of a black kid as opposed to yeah like, I think lo- that's, looking uh, to really do some good for, for on, for on a some kid. level yeah I think there's like these uh, we- especially wealthy celebrities who could have any kid they want saying I want a you know black kid because they're a little more fashionable. It kind of shows how I'm willing to even have a black kid with all my wealth. I could have a white kid, but I'm getting a black. So I, I agree with you on that level. But no, you don't think that happens? I feel like that happens sometimes with celebrities. You're probably. I mean, I'm sure there there's like a white Madonna savior. A there's probably a white savior kind of mentality yeah, yeah, happening. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about more. And I like, will teach him to impromptu. Hold your nose high. Smell like a white. Man. Way to bring. Way to bring it all, <laughs> bring it full, it all full circle. circle. Yeah. True. Um, but yeah. I, I was thinking more about just like your average family that really wants to adopt. They're like, listen, I can't have kids or whatever or I just want to have kids let's go get a white baby then they get there and they're like oh yeah we're all out of white babies but Tyrone here <laughs> he's on sale he's half off <laughs> and they're just like you know and then they go home and have a conversation like I don't know honey do you want a black kid I mean he's cheap, let's just right? go to China or Vietnam you know, or something you know, yeah I mean like I, 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 and I don't have an answer for that like, I don't have an answer for this I think it's super problematic but like I don't know like I, I don't want these kids sitting in foster care and if there's a family that wants them and they're like coming wards half right. off this baby like I don't
don't know, man. It's and, messed and, up. And what the scale is from, you know, uh, you know, a black child in need in Chicago versus, you know, uh, you know, Korean, you know, little yeah. girl that needs like, or you know, like what and how does that work once you have somebody from, you know, from another country that's here that needs to be adopted? Like, and like yeah, the, yeah. as far as what you're saying with the levels of who of need, who yeah. needs more, and who, uh, and then how do you assess like who, which parent is gonna? My issue. And I really my issue, but my concern, I think, with with the with, when it involves the interracial thing, yeah. is which parent is going to preserve the culture of this child, yeah. uh, or at least educate this child on the on their culture. Um, I remember reading when I like kind of really early got into like Reddit and what Reddit was. There was a story I remember reading about. Um, it was a parent who was in shock and and in horror because she had raised her adopted. Um, uh, her adopted Korean child as <laughs> as like a Chinese or as a different yeah, yeah, culture, yeah. a very different, <laughs> very different culture, um, based oh. on what the last name was on, oh. the, on the parents. So they were like, "Oh, well, this name is popular on this side. He must be this. We'll raise him um, with all of this culture because this is what we think that the child." Would need, I mm-hmm. guess, uh, and it was a completely different culture altogether. And she's I, like, "Look, they all look alike. It's just fine." It's sorry, just, like yeah. we tried, but yeah. we fucked that up. Sorry about <laughs> we were that. We're on the right part of the and, world. Uh, that's, and, 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 that's messed and, up. I remember like reading that the article and being like, you know, "How much responsibility is it on the parent to then to be like, that. hey, this is this is other than other than saying, hey, this is who we are. Yeah. You're part of our family now. This is this our is culture, culture. Yeah, and yeah. this is now your culture." So, Yo, if I had a like, if I adopted a white kid, I really wouldn't care. I would be raising them like I would teach them all about Africa and shit. Like I would, I wouldn't be like. Like you need to get in touch with their Irish right, roots or whatever, right. but yeah. I think it's it, it, there's like a you can power send him dynamic. To school and he'll yeah, they'll get all that out. shit. He'll get all, he'll get all that, that shit, shit yeah. at somewhere else. Right, but like, real. there's a different power dynamic there where if you're a white parent and you have a, a child of color, there's like a there's like an obligation I think to make sure that they understand their own background, their own history, because they're not going to be all the money in the world that you got and all your last name is not going to change the things they're right. going to face just being of color. Right. And I think you have an obligation to like inform them and make sure that they know about those. And inform yourself, like I you think, said, to be aware of that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. I think. It's probably ends up being a learning experience all around. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got white parents adopting a black kid, um, they, you know, may have like I, like we like we talked about. There might be a little bit of this kind of white savior attitude. There yeah. might just be, hey, you know, I want a kid and I like this kid. You know, there doesn't always have to be like uh, an ulterior motive or whatever. But I, I think that ultimately everybody is going to learn. Something through the whole process, you know. How do you feel about the price aspect, though? Uh, look, it's 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 fucked up that we're putting prices on on people. Still, beyond that, if I if I just look at this like really technically, yep. I, it's probably supply and demand. It's probably well, that's, simple that's economics, what it is. you know. I mean, not, and I wouldn't say it's simple, but it's definitely supply and demand. But the, the I think the issue is that that demand is rooted in in racism. Like that's really where. It's, yes. Well. <laughs> well. Well. No. But I think you said something before. It, it's. If if the white people are doing the bulk of the adopting, they want a child. It's way easier for a white person to adopt a white child. They don't have to answer any questions. Um, it's, it's also way they don't easier have to for learn. a white person to adopt a black child. I was gonna say any yeah, child, any right? child, really. Um, well, you well, you mean socially? I'm talking about socially. I'm talking about mentally. I'm I'm not talking about you know easy to get your hands on on a kid. Uh, you know, that's a process. I'm talking about. I I think it's probably easier for white people in general. 
I think that people want their child to kind of look like them and ex- and and walk in their footsteps. They want to know how to do their hair. Blah, blah, blah. Just doing their hair alone. <laughs> right. should be the, you I, should, you I, I be never allowed. knew how to do my, no, my child's should, hair. So if you can, that should be a test. I think they should have a test component. If you if you're white and you adopt a black kid, you have to know how to make cornrows. Like you just, like you, they sit you down like in the room, like go, go at it. Here's these here's some beads. <laughs> because yeah, there's there's I don't know. There's definitely some gaps happening. You got to recite yeah, Chuck lyric. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck <but> D lyric. <laughs> must overcook your catfish. But, but with that, but with that, <laughs> is that a stereotype? For my family, it just happens. Make some mac and cheese right <laughs> now. <laughs> it happens like that. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, I uh, I don't even know where I was at. No, I got thrown off. Course. It's all good. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Nah. Nah. I think you know. With that said, I think that people are. Um, like I said, I think that white people are mostly looking for white kids, yeah, yeah. and they're, if they're doing the bulk of the adoption, that's what creates the demand. And um, there you go. Um, and some- it's still messed up that 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 some people are less money than others. Yeah, that's it's yeah. Bull- it's fucked up. You know, it's bad. Uh, I yeah. wonder if there's like groups for for adopted kids to like get in touch and interact with other you know adopted kids of color who have white parents. Oh yeah, it seems like there would be a need for some sort of Chat support rooms? group. Or something, yeah, for this to go down, you know. Um, I don't know if there is, but uh, yeah, that'd be I, I right bet now. you there's you got me thinking be. in my head just because I didn't see like the Black Annie movie that came out. Was she, yeah. the, was it all black kids in that orphanage, or was she like, oh, I one, don't know, I the didn't one see black it. girl? Did anyone see the new couple? Annie with Jamie Foxx? Oh, yeah, that was excellent. Uh, yeah, yeah, were, were the kids in the orphanage, were they all black, or was it mixed? No, it was mixed. It was oh, mixed. Okay. mixed. You said it was excellent? I enjoyed it a lot. Just as much as I enjoyed the original. The sun will come out. It was so good, man. It was so good. Actually, it was even better. When when me and Tanisha went to go see it. Wasn't a Kevin Costner movie like that too, though? No. When uh, (laughs) me and Tanisha went to go see it, there was this old white guy. He was probably 80, Uh sitting in the the theater, just tapping his feet, clapping his hands. He was was in it. I'm going to adopt me one of these kids. (laughs) Yeah, he probably was saying that. (laughs) They're really mad because they changed the dog. Yeah. Yeah, it was good though. I enjoyed dollar? it, man. I oh, enjoyed no. it. Oh, geez. Wait, um, and <laughs> a dollar. So uh, another Rich had dollars. <laughs> JB, and, JB and I were at. I'm sorry, I missed. It. <laughs> I missed it. No, True right. said dollar, and yeah. it was oh, okay. dollars not. No, that was some spoon. That was something else. <laughs> no. uh, JB and I were at the old Justice yesterday, Savoy. Yo. Okay? Uh, they, oh, so, so first of all, they're reopening. They're having a soft opening all week long, basically. Pretty this much, this yeah. weekend PJ they'll be Katz open. and Jeff are over there right now. Yep. Steve, I believe, is there too. Yep. There, yep. Uh, so they're having a soft op- opening this weekend. The place is beautiful. True Master's face is pla- painted on the wall. It, it's dope. Um, and their official opening is probably going to be in two weeks. They said they let us know, and we'll, we're, we're definitely going to let you guys know. You should check it out, though, because they are... Um, they are open right now But while JB and I were there We were having a conversation About the uh, interracial adoption And also uh, interracial dating And uh, I, I had mentioned that Like my experience Because I, I'm biracial My uh, my mother was white But she uh, I kind of lucked out Because she was really interested In me knowing about My own history and stuff So I grew up reading A lot of like African books And learning about uh, My own culture and everything But that's that wasn't the experience Of a, a lot of my Even my some of my black friends But like biracial friends Especially They were just like You know you got white parents You got one main white parent and they're really just you know that that's it. You just you go to school and you don't really learn any extra stuff. Um, so I, I feel like I was fortunate in that respect. Um, but as the interracial dating thing comes up all the time uh, in the like activist circle. 
and I, I always hear these like comments and see these memes about uh, there's like anger like black men always like have an issue with black women dating white people like on Scandal and then but I feel like black women also have an issue with uh, black men especially woke black men dating white women uh, because they, they, they feel like there's this like uh, self hate or some like some subtext there always like there's always some disappointment and this recently happened when I was at a show uh, I'm not gonna say who but like there was a, a, an artist performing and they were black male and the the, the girl one of the girls sitting next to me was like oh like he's you know he's dope like is he single and I just happened to know that his girlfriend was white and I was like no he's like you know he's dating a white girl and she's like oh damn it <laughs> he said he's dating a white girl <laughs> like no I like pointed to her I was like he's you know that white girl right no, no no he's like that white yeah I was like he's dating no, that white girl uh, yeah that's probably exactly what I said <laughs> so so she was she, she sorry Nate she sorry. was she, she was she was disappointed but she wasn't disappointed that he was with somebody <laughs> she was disappointed that he was with somebody white right, right? and now and and I, I've seen this like all the time you know like this this comes up constantly and I just think that uh, it's just something I want to touch on just being a product of, of one of those relationships is that I think you know there's always this rush to like say oh if you're black and you're dating someone white then you you hate you somehow hate black people or you like are trying to assimilate into white culture and it's like they always I think people always just forget that there's also this element of love like sometimes you just fall in love right and you don't have like you don't have any there's no background it's just like hey I just right. you know I fell in love with somebody and I'm still why there gotta be an ulterior motive yeah, like, yeah I'm still woke as shit I still love black people yeah. I love black women I yep. just you know I just happen to fall in love uh, with unless you're somebody like uh, 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 what's the guy's name uh, it's Tay Diggs Uncle Ruckus who Uncle says Ruckus. who says shit like yo <laughs> yeah. I won't date black women I, really? I don't like black women I, I, didn't really? know, I didn't know Tay Diggs said that but, yeah. but there are yeah there are Scotty definitely Diggs. now here's the thing there are there are black men and and black women who will say I will not date uh, a black I will not date a black partner and this is like this is problematic but that's when you know that I don't think you can just see oh here's a black woman with a white man or, or vice versa and say oh I'm mad already like you you don't know what people are you what know the circumstances you don't know the circumstances are. it's really not our place to judge like it's not like one is automatically better or worse and like that any any black person has some obligation to always be nation building and making black babies like mm. that's not how, like that's not on the individual black people to like to do that and just because you're in a, in a rela- interracial relationship doesn't mean that you're somehow any any Look, less black. I know several woke like really extremely woke brothers black men yep. that date white women mm-hmm. and it's okay like I don't look at them and judge them it is what it is it depends on their circumstances yeah, and, yeah. And, and how they were raised what what their environment is like some of them that's all they know mm-hmm. that, that's what they grew up around so they're going to be attracted to what they've yeah. seen for the for their well, entire life. Well, I think so. it's important to know that a lot of that attraction is like socialization, though. So if right. you're if you're only attracted to someone because you've been uh, socialized to do that, I think people should just be aware of that. If you if you if you don't like black women and it's because all you watched is fucking Real Housewives of Atlanta growing up or some shit, then that's right. problematic because you're, you're stereotyping and you just have all these like false notions in your head. And to just right. say to just say I really feel like to say I won't date any race or I won't date anyone that falls into this category is always going to be problematic. It's almost always going to be racist if right. you're writing off entire groups of people. I won't date any Jews because, like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> they, they have all the money and I can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah, this really like, interesting. And you should date them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Hello. On my father's side of the family, my, yeah. so my mother's black, my father's white. On my father's side of the family, his father, my grandfather on my father's side, was a very uh, oppressive, racist dude yeah. uh, who had eight children, and each one of these children of his, uh, none of them, uh, except for one of them now, but it wasn't always like that, are were with, you know, found somebody of a different race to marry and have children with, and we have a very diverse, that side of the family, uh, that ha! generation after him Got is he! so colorful and is so diverse, <laughs> and it's like, really, and I don't know how much of it was each one of them saying, fuck you, dad, other than, or, or and then saying like, you know what, or maybe, you know, and where I see where some people might have just been other people in that neighborhood might have just been like, hey, we love, you know, it's other people that were just attracted to white folks, but I think each of these people had an experience where they intentionally sought out somebody from the other race just to see, you know, hey, you know what, my dad can't be right about this shit, you know what I mean? At least initially. And even that is like, I think that's a fear of people, like, they're like, are you just experimenting with me to piss off your pops? Right, right. Like, that's, that's, I've always felt that way. Like, anytime, like, some some white girls, like, into, or even, like, at a rap show into, like, black rappers, it's like, are you just trying to rebel here? Is this just something you're going through, you know? So you, you, you kind of think that in the back of your mind, especially as someone who's in the uh, like the oppressed group. Like if you have the a white person approaching you, you're going to question their validity of it. Because am I just being fetishized? Like right. are you just trying this out? You slumming it tonight or some, sh- you know? So, um, so that that's going to be there. And you, I just think you have to be aware of it. And if you're if you're actively seeking out different races just to piss off your family, or you, you, you just got to be aware of it because it's it's not cool. It's super problematic. Right, right. And I'm not saying that that's what my family went through, but I'm saying that there's something to that. At least looking back now. Now, two generations later to see all these like you know black people and brown people and all these mixed people in my, and that side of the family it's like oh wow something and to hear the stories about my grandfather like oh there's you know something definitely happened there yeah. there's a there's a documentary coming out that I want to see I think it's called No Blacks No Fats No Femmes and it's specifically about uh, dating on like gay uh, dating websites but apparently this is like a thing that a lot of people put in no blacks no fats no femmes and it's like no no feminine dudes no fat dudes and no black dudes and they just right off the bat they're just like I will not date anybody that falls into this category and it's like and it's just so I mean it's, it's shallow it's like it's racist it's like it's just everything wrong balled up into yeah. one to just write off all of these groups of people and and people a lot of people that do this and it, not just gay people obviously like you know straight people do this too like I won't date this race they do it um, to to kind of try and say they'll justify it and say oh it's just my personal preference right and what we're saying or what I'm usually saying is like well your preference is super problematic because it's rooted in like racism or fat shaming and like all these other you can to just write off an entire group is just it's a shitty it's a shitty thing to do yeah it's just bigotry you know um so yeah it's it's complex stuff but i just think a lot of it is just about being aware and if you're doing something or you're or you're interested in someone just like stop and be like why why am i really interested in this person like am i really i really like love this person who have a connection or am i just kind of testing something out because that's not cool to just experiment with people like they're right right fads or trends or something you know right Um, but it's also on the same on the same on the other side Coin. with people's emotions you, like yeah that. you are you know and, and you, it's not up. right for you to experiment on people these are human beings you know right. um, but on the other side of the coin it's also not right for you to just see an uh, interracial relationship and be like oh he's you know he, he must hate black women like get the fuck out of here with that shit mm, right. what, that Chris Rock joke that he's talking about his grandfather was married to a white woman but he was so down for black people and he was like when the revolution comes I'll kill her first, kill her first. <laughs> 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 so they know I'm not playing <laughs> you never Word. know yeah, so just, shout just out to my, my sister Tasha 
uh-huh. who's uh, on the check and she just hit me up. She's oh, listening right now. Your sister's yeah. sister? My sister's sister. Where's she, where's she sister. at? Don't worry about that, bro. Oh, wow. <laughs> she's, not even she's married. She's married. Leave in, her alone. Is it interracial relationship? Yeah, that's what nah, I'm wondering. She, nah, actually, actually, she's uh, she's very light like me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And uh, her, her husband looks like Tay Diggs. Oh, really? He looks exactly like Tay mm. Diggs. But he, but he likes black women. But he likes black but women. He likes black <laughs> women. Shout out to Tay Diggs and, bl- and black women. <laughs> Shout out to Omar. Why didn't we t- torture yeah. Tay Diggs today? I, now that I, I, I didn't know yeah, that. Right, yeah, exactly. I, didn't, I didn't know Tay Diggs said that. That's uh, that's another thing too. Yeah, we should have harassed him all night. But yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, came up when the, it was like the like best that. man holiday came up, or it was like it was because yeah, was the like, second one. There was the like three of those actors who you know that had black uh, wives or girlfriends in the movie in real life have uh-huh. you know white partners. Oh right? wow! And, and that oh was yeah, like, yeah, and that was like the backlash about you know just yeah. Why would he say that? Like even if he like really just isn't attracted to black women for whatever ridiculous reason, like just don't say that. You know, it's like you wouldn't. It's like if somebody you know if somebody's in a you know on a wheelchair and you'd be like, oh, I never date a cripple. Like, why would you say some shit yeah, like that? Yeah, Shut the exactly. fuck up. Just don't do it. Right, don't right. go like you know pissing on this group of people just because you have a preference. Not everybody's here to please you. Just, For real. just like do you. Yeah. Speaking of cripple, y'all ever seen the co- comedian? <laughs> no, I, no, I have to say this. I have to say this because I seen this that dude twice. Fault. That was my fault. I seen this dude twice, and he's why can't dope. He have special needs, yo. <laughs> I seen this dude twice, and he's dope, uh-huh. and he's a he does gamer. have special needs. He was in a car accident, accident, and he's now in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. But shout out to Damon Rozier. He is a, a, a phenomenal comedian. Uh-huh. And he was like, yo... You ain't never have no 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 crippled dick though. He was he was talking shit. He was talking shit to the women in, in, the, in the audience, right? He's like, yeah, but you 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 ain't never had no crippled dick. Like this get hard differently. And the, yo, he had the key had the crowd going. That's but, funny. So shout out to Damon Rosier. That's what's He's up. dope. Uh, I saw an episode of this uh, a TLC documentary about little people. It was called LP or something. And there was this guy who was not a little person, but he only dated little people. And all like he was dating this 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 one this one. <laughs> Girl, I can't with you right and the, now. And the whole family, the whole family was like, "He's just fetishizing you. Like, do not fuck with him." And right. she's like, "We're in love." And they're and they're like, "He's only da- he's dated three people with dwarfism. Like, you think he's in love with you? Like, he's just likes he has a fetish." Yo, going on. Yeah, that's exactly. terrible. That's that always incredible. stood out to me because I was like, I, at first I was like, "Oh, he fell in love with a dwarf." So you say, but there was a third one. I was like, "Wait, hold up." Where are you shopping? Like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> so you saying all the tall women that I've dated, they had fetish fetish really. I want to give a shout out to Fly Right. We had a Fly Right session it was uh, yesterday. So dope. It was one of the best sessions I feel like we've had. A lot of kids showed up. Um, uh, there, there were a lot of uh, girls that showed up, which is right. always cool. And they're, they're, shout out to Lauren coming through and, and yeah, helping the females. Definitely, Lauren came man. through. And I love when we have uh, g- girls there that are, are learning, and then we have enough uh, girls to help assist. Because Tam was right. uh, Tam was there, Lauren was there, and then the week before, who else? Uh, someone else came through too to help. Uh, but uh, Tanisha's come a few times and Taina but the, the girls always gravitate to, to the women there and they right. feel more co- like they, they appear to be more comfortable like writing and asking questions to them which is great right. so we're, we're trying to make sure that we can you know balance that out well but I love the, my favorite part about last uh, yesterday's session was that at the end we had a cypher and all, everybody was like super shy to get it started and all the, all the girls were going and the guys were like oh, you go you go I don't want to go first so like it started with like three girls rap first and then and then the guys were like okay yeah. we'll jump in but it was great because they were they were like energetic they were out there they didn't feel like uh, unsafe no, in that space first. you know it wasn't even like that they were just like no we got this like we're doing this first like yeah. they weren't scared they were just 
Yo, and it was, you know what? They they crushed it. All they the women it. crushed it yesterday. They it could rap, so and then, dope, and the one girl Layla can sing. Her yo, so it, yeah, it was just a really good session. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, by, by the way, Deanna yep. said, "Send Tay Diggs pictures of nothing but black women." <laughs> Let's do that because it's at Tay Diggs. So everyone, send Tay Diggs right women. now. Just send him pictures of black women, like yeah. like by dark, way, yo, beautiful but, black, like tag, Shuri. <laughs> tag Wakanda, me in those two. Tag, tag me in those. Tag tag me shot radio. Tag me personally though, so I can retweet them. Yeah, tag us all. Tag us all. Tag tag Yeah, tag all of us in those photos. Yeah, yeah, we'll teach them. Word up. We'll show Tay Diggs. Word up. Send them right my way. All right, guys. A little nipple's okay. Any any final thoughts we want to? Just one more time, just because I got the visual of it. I want to tell you just the 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 Tai Chi event. If people are interested, again, this is June eighth. This is the Grandmaster. That trained Jet Li. He trained Jet Li. Cha- trained Jet Li. This so he is, uh, trained Jet Li, Bruce Lee, and, and Chun Li. He trained when when uh, Shot Music presents. He said he was on a. <laughs> what did he say? I started a Bruce Lee. He was on a five. I was on a four. <laughs> this is going to be uh, in Latham. This is June eighth, Wednesday, June eighth, from six to eight p.m. People that are interested, contact Albany C M A A at Gmail dot com or the phone number five one eight seven five five. 7512. That is the Chinese Martial Arts Academy. Chilling That's with DJ True Master. With Grandmaster Lee Jun <laughs> Fang. So there's great. a Grandmaster. Wait a minute. Great there's a Grandmaster. A great master and a true master. <laughs> right. Right. All right. I'm just making sure I got this correct. It's on. <laughs> and I'm tweeting out that flyer right now. You just emailed that to me, right? Please and thanks. Yes, All I right. Did. So cool. I'll tweet that out. So I'm just cool. kidding, by the way, about us DJing. We're not. <laughs> You're not DJing. DJing yeah. And neither is True Master, but you never know. You can, you do, hey. can you do Tai Chi? To music? Do you do it to music? Or? You know, we do do it to music. And it was a funny thing. And one of the things with this with this particular class where this woman had, uh, she had a CD that she did it from. And always on like the fifth song, the shit would skip. Uh. And it was always right where it was after we would do the calisthenics and we were getting to the, the long form that we were starting to do. And I would always get into this kind of like transformative state. And I was like, I would kind of get there in my mental space and the shit would start skipping and I'd be like right back. I'm like, oh, yeah. there Plus you're a and, DJ, uh, so it's probably taking oh, extra toll on me. you. I'm like, I almost want to be like you know I got this other song where I think it might have the same effect if you want to play it I could just plug my thing but it's you know I wasn't my show like that so put on some Kendrick Lamar next time next time but, yeah uh, I like it I like it it's great alright cool uh, good so, to be back y'all uh, I'm signing off from Masai JB aka Dirty Moses again shout out to my sister Tasha on the check in she's been chatting with me she sent her uh, her husband who looks like Tay Diggs uh, the link also make sure you subscribe at Beat Shot Music at Beat Shot Radio oh yeah definitely yeah we're on uh, we're on Google Play we're on iTunes definitely check us out Word. Word. Lo-fi Lobo peace to y'all alright oh, by the way I just tweeted out that Tai Chi flyer if you're interested I'll put it on Facebook too oh that was nice and uh, I I am DJ Nathan Great and I'm out True Peace. the whale. True master. Say the whales. Yep. Okay. All right. Good yeah. night, everybody. All right. Good Bye. night. Bye. Bye. Peace.
it's still bigger than hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. It's bigger than hip hop, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. One thing about music, when it's real, they get scared. Got a slave for the welfare. Ain't no food, clothes, or health care. I'm down for guerrilla warfare. All my niggas put your guns in the air. If you really don't care, skunk in the air. Make a nigga wanna fuck in the air. From a bubble locked up in the jump in the air. Shit is real out here. Don't believe these videos. This fake ass in the street. Gotta pay to get a song on the radio. Really know, DP's gonna let you know. It's just a game of pimps and hoes. And it's all about who you know. Not who we are or how we grow. I rap about what I know, what I go through, what I've been through. Not just for no dope. Even though the rent do, what I'm into ain't for no Dope or just for fame, everything must change. Nothing remains the same. Sick of the same or thing is bigger than blame. blame. If I feel it, I feel it. If I don't, I don't. If it ain't really real, then I probably won't. Rolling with my soldiers, live soldiers, ready to ride. For this real hip hop, y'all, I'm ready to die. My soldiers, live soldiers, ready to ride. For this real hip hop, y'all, I'm ready to die. Uh. Hip hop me saying what I want, never bite my tongue. Hip hop me teaching the young. If you feeling what I'm feeling, then you hear what I'm saying. Cause we fake, 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 this keep on playing. We just staying, huh? DP bringing the funk. Let the baseline ride your trunk. Uh. Uh. Pig with a badge, wanna handcuff me. Cause my pants just tend to sag. Hip hop me, throw up your rag. Sold your flag. You been riding on the bus, so you stole the jag. And want me freedom, burn the cash. Revolutionary love, this baby pass. When they play it on the radio, maybe not, maybe so. We gon' keep it pumping, though. Everybody know we had it for the woe. For sure. Hey, dog, that label is that slave ship. Owners got them whips and rappers are slaves. If you really wanna eat, you got the hit. Same thing with the football, b ball. Or if you slangin' that dope. Ain't never seen no whole brainwash video show. Be foolin' my boat. What the hell a brother gon' do, though? Huh? When the rent do. When the lights and the gas, when the get cut off. Drop them raps or clock them gas. Ain't never had shit ever since we came to this bitch. Why I gotta feel pain to get rich? Then a sack of chips, better pack them clips. Boy, I feel it, I feel it. If I don't, I don't. If it ain't really real, then I probably won't. Rollin' with my soldiers, live soldiers, ready to ride. For this real hip hop, y'all, I'm ready to die. Uh. Be shy.